Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 43. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by full gang, Seth, Steve, and Josh. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. Uh, major, major discovery alert. Major discovery alert. Ding, 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 ding. Um, as we're all probably well aware, the Pokemon Company is releasing a new game, and they've released a new Pokemon. It's Sperm. Um, well, the picture that I showed you before this, we started recording, that was one picture. Let me put in a funnier picture that was terrible for audio form, but it's still funny. Um, oh, wow, this is a horrible Pokemon design. <laughs> I like it. Also, I like it a lot. Fuck off doing another um, a region variant of Diglett. It's not a region variant of Diglett, though. It's they actually a new it. Pokemon. They oh, it's actually allegedly, a new Pokemon. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, this Pokemon is said to be related to Diglett, but not a Paldean form. It is concluded that it is a new Pokemon. I reckon it's uh, Wiggler from Super Mario Bros. It does look like a Wiggler. I, I it reckon it's it's Wiggler from Monster Hunter. From Monster Hunter, yeah. <laughs> I um, reckon it's Jigglypuff seen from above. <laughs> I, I think that it's just a submarine, and that's the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's a Waylord penis. Oh my god. <laughs> I reckon it's the sperm that came out of a Waylord's penis. It is, reminding me, it is reminding me of something very specific, but it, I cannot I cannot name it for the life of me. I'm so sorry. You cannot, in, in good conscience, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah name, name it on an audio-only podcast. Uh, right. Yeah, I know but, that was probably not very good content for an audio-only <laughs> medium, but... Um, Go look up the picture. What? We'll post it on Twitter or whatever yeah. our socials are. If, if you're at home, you're in front of a computer, um, Google Diglett Rule 34. You might be able to come up with a new one. <laughs> How did I know? How did I know? (sighs) Oh well, uh, we we schmixed up the format a little bit last week. Uh, We're coming back with uh, uh, another little formatting update. We'll see how this one goes. Uh, This one, almost harkening back to a couple episodes we did a while ago, where we have uh, sort of like a large prevailing topic for this one. Topic for this one will be time loop mechanics in games. Should be interesting. Most of the time will be spent on that. But, of course, before we get to that, we have an album of the week to go through, sponsored by Ford Truck Month, September, uh, Samsung Smart Fridges, uh, the little truck nuts thing that sit on the back of the Ford that you got at Ford Truck Month, and, uh, and oh, and Crispy Cream. Watch. And don't no, forget September. Watch. Yeah, I know, this will be the last September episode. How do you feel about that, Steve? Uh, uh look. It's not I'm even going to come out during September. I hate walking so much. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just want to sit inside and play video games and... He's going to turn into a Paldean Diglett. <laughs> no legs, all right, based. <laughs> he's, going to make a, he's going to make a bunch of them at home too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, look, I, look, it's funny for the first week and then after it, it was like, legs hurt, I want to sit inside and play video games. Then it's like, whoop, no, nope, I've only gotten two steps today, better go outside. But no, it'll be over. Um, I placed fourth in my entire work organization, the winner has over 100,000 more steps than me because... Holy shit. She does they, like her... They don't walking. actually work, they just walk. <laughs> <laughs> she's working while she's walking. She has like a laptop strap that goes around her neck that just leans on her chest so she can tie it while she's running. No, no, <laughs> oh, so, God, yeah, it's, that, it's that a treadmill of the those, It reminded me of those awful like iPad things that sat on people's chests and no, those are awful. Never again. I have no idea what you're and I don't want to. My boob joke wasn't funny. Anyway, sorry, Pat. I interrupted. You you did, but it's fine because even though you continue to fall down, you get right back up on that horse. Uh, so speaking of horses, Josh, album of the week. I got what? two of the horse. 
the album of the week is actually an EP this week. Uh, it's Slut Pop by Kim Patrick. What does EP stand for? Hang on, before we get uh, going. Extended Playlist. Is that? Oh. Yeah. I thought it, I was being a smartass. Never mind, play on. Nope. This is like a 15-minute uh, EP. I tapped out at two minutes because, oh my god, that was awful. <laughs> I tried to be something a little different because I I feel like I've repeated a couple of genres. Um, Can you can you pick something not different in future? Or you know, different but still good. (laughs) (laughs) I I enjoy it. It's like it's like diverging axes. You can either pick something that's different or something that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's different and good, but I guess that's my hot take of the week. Um. So it, it can be described as bubblegum pop, which is uh, interesting. If anyone's ever like walked into a gay club or anything, it's it's kind of what you'd exactly expect to be playing, which is yeah, Drony. I think it's great. But oh god, <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess nonsense. Who, who oh. actually listened to any of it? I know Seth listened to yeah two minutes and hasn't gotten over it, and he's having a fit. Patrick, I think you said you listened to the entire EP. Yep, they threatened <laughs> my family. <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Do you listen to what the one song? I listened to the two songs, uh, two songs. while we were while we were waiting. Um, it's pretty good. I like it. But I, I'm 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 okay. Well, no, you, you go, Josh. Okay, you, fine. Um, well, can you tell Josh to threaten your family next time then? Because that really wasn't <laughs> fun to. for me. Well, just because you like popular things doesn't make you popular, Pat. Like you are allowed to sort of go outside the, <laughs> the societal norm. You are allowed to do other things sometimes. Maybe just check it out. Check other things out sometimes. I checked it out and it scared me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess a couple of fun facts about this just quickly. Um, So Kim Petras is featured on KDA uh, or as part of KDA, which is the League of Legends K-pop group. Uh, She plays Evelyn in it, uh, along with a couple of other people. They they kind of mix and match. Um, Hang on. on. No, KDA, it's a virtual K-pop group, don't it? It's a virtual K-pop group. Yeah, don't pretend There's still actual artists singing. (laughs) What some might call the gorillas of League of Legends. The VTubers of the pop world. Mm. That's kind of cool. Gorillas of League of Legends. I like that. Yeah, so this was a surprise EP that was dropped after leaking or slash tweet, like teasing tracks on on (laughs) a TikTok of all things, um, and then dropped the EP after cancelling an album. and uh, although it's probably should go without mentioning, I just think it's a very cool fact. Um, they were touted in media as the youngest transsexual, but the only reason I bring that up is that they were playing in Budapest in Hungary. Uh, like, I don't remember exactly what year then. it was. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, basically they just introduced, like while she was traveling there, um, anti-LGBT laws, and she put on a show that was, in quotes, uh, labeled as intentionally raunchy and sex positive, which she was like, that's a great experience for me. I want to do that 10 out of 10. It's like standing in sol- solidarity with the people. So I think that's excellent. Um, and she I mean, has that's, a new song, that's nice and all, is... but can, can the music be good? I, I think the music is good. Um, she, she does a cover of up that, uh, run, what is it? Running up that hill, running up the hill. I can't remember exactly what the run title is. Running hill. up the hill, run up the hill. Uh, that's actually very good and a bit more probably your speed. Was um, was her cover has... of that called "Treat Me Like a Slut" or was that was that a different song? No, no, that was that uh, that was song number two on this EP. <laughs> yeah, was that was that not the cover of "Running Up the Hill"? Because I wanted to run, but nowhere near a hill. <laughs> off In a fact, hill. I have, yeah, I would have preferred to go off that cliff. <laughs> Running off that cliff. Um. Anyway, um. So she has a new song with uh Sam Smith called "Unholy." So you should go check that out if you like this kind of music. But that's uh that's that's my something different for this week. 
It's cool. I like it, but it it, it does. Uh, it is club music. It is club music, definitely. And the weird part is, while I listen to the sound of my brain cells dying, and not in the way that they usually do from hopping petrol, uh, this EP <sighs> sounded almost exactly like it could have been taken out of any of the uh, uh, any of the kind of clubby parts of Saints Row Three. Yeah, I, honestly, I could see that. I could absolutely see that. You know what? It would have fit in Saints Row Three, and I would have enjoyed it there because it would have been a parody and would have been funny. Yeah, exactly. That that's the thing is that I I there's like some maybe it was just the copium in my brain going. Don't worry, Patrick. <laughs> you can get through this. It's just it's just Saints Row Three OST. You can get through this. And then I could have changed the radio station to some eighties uh, rock instead. <laughs> so, Patrick, what was your favorite song on the EP? Uh, well, I I. <laughs> thought about trying to crack some sort of joke I don't know there, there are memorable ones but I wouldn't call them favourites <laughs> <laughs> okay what are the more memorable ones I mean XXX was interesting because I, I, I quite enjoyed the lyrical wordplay of let me find the lyric uh, uh, where are we here uh, yeah I wanna I wanna XXXXXXXXXXX, which I think really spoke to me uh, when you think about it. I'm pretty sure it's some sort of metaphor for um, uh, some kind of anti-capitalist message. <laughs> um, I know Seth had a favorite lyric. Do you want to bring that up, Seth? Uh, I guess it, it had something to do with um, <laughs> fucking dads. <laughs> yeah, but what was the lyric, man? We're not talking about your holidays. <laughs> I, I do not partake in the fucking awe of the dads. Thank you very much. Awe <laughs> of the dads. Um, the, the two lines were, steal your man kind of shit, fuck your dad kind of shit. And honestly, I just don't want to think about my dad fucking. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, misunderstand, you, you misunderstand the lyrical depth of that line. She's saying that your dad is kind of shit. <laughs> I mean, he is. But still, I don't want to think about him fucking. My favorite song on the EP is probably Treat Me Like a Slut. Or throat goat because when it says throat goat, it does like the voice of a goat, which is pretty great. Throat goat's just a good name because um, it just reminds me of all the memes about uh, Trump and Obama being glizzy gobblers. <laughs> also, um, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I guess are a lot of those ones too. The, the glizziest gobbler of them all. <laughs> I, was, I, 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 I only saw oh, as man, far as the, the Obama versus Trump ones. <laughs> the Gluck Gluck three thousand or whatever. It was. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> this is surely a war crime. <laughs> Superpower bitch was also a banger. It's a crime of some sorts. Um, I think we've broken like several Geneva conventions. Patrick, can we move on? <laughs> Let's move on. Actually, no, no. Before we move on, we need to go through the um the mandatory out of tens for everyone. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> Do we? Uh, well, I'll I'll go first. Um, Saints Row 3 OST, 7 out of 10. Listening to it at any other point in my life, 1 out of 10. <laughs> 1 out of 10, ooh. I will also hit this with a 1 out of 10. Uh, I reckon it's like an 8. Oh, right, actually, I'd say an 8. Yeah, actually, yeah, 8. Yeah, I, I would say an 8. Depends. Okay, but like, okay, but what about like, like seriously though? No, no, yeah, like an 8. Maybe yeah. 8 and a half for me. No, it's an 8. We don't do half marks here, big fella. Oh, if I had to give it, if I couldn't do halves, I would, I would give it an eight. I don't think it's a nine, but I'd give it an eight. Right. Well, uh, I don't have a nice segue out of that. That was very painful for me. Uh, into <laughs> run the last week. Can I, can I, can I, um, make a funny comment? 
You can try. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to anymore. <laughs> I like that magic just ripped the coin out of you. It's great. Kalima. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, into round the lunch for this week. Uh, let's start with Josh. What are you been up to this week? Uh, not much. Literally just working. Uh, for anyone that plays or played WoW, I got a little bit back into Wrath of the Lich King, but only a couple of hours so hold far. Hold on, hold on. I, I, had, about it. I had something very important I tweeted out today about, um, what, not, not just World of Warcraft, but Blizzard in general. He sweets on the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. That. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, like, shill shill. I won't give my Twitter out. But I believe I said something along the lines of, um, if you're still His playing Blizzard games, you deserve fuck to your be dad bullied. Shit. You play- <laughs> I'm bullied every day. What do you mean? I'm on this podcast. You know? <laughs> you're bullying me about my music days like less than fucking two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, and now we're going to bully you about World of Warcraft. Look, it is the biggest possible nostalgia hit that could be directed into my veins at this point in my life. So I need to give it a go. I don't, I don't think there's really any way I wasn't going to give it a go. Um... And it's okay. It's not as good as I remember so far. So we'll see. What's the subscription um, prices now? How's it uh, work? $19 a month, roughly. Whew. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess, like you're yeah. having a good time. If you spend more than like, you know, 20 hours, it's like a dollar an hour of entertainment. So, or at least distraction. So that's, that's okay. <laughs> just it's not even entertainment at this point. It's just distraction. Look, ever since Elden Ring finished, all I've like my, my the next hire that, that's coming for me. Well, actually, was Sunbreak, and then after Sunbreak, it's it's Pokemon, and that's still coming. So I need something to fill the gap. Fill the close. void. Uh, right, cool. Uh, Steve, what have you been up to this week? Oh man, where have I been up to? Man, a lot of walking, uh, a lot of steps. Um, but now I've been uh, playing a bit of uh, Yakuza Five, which I probably won't touch on because I'm still halfway through. And XCOM 2, which I also will not touch on because I'm very bad at that game. I'm liking it. I'm having a good time. I'm just not having fun. I'm not having fun. <laughs> X- am, XCOM, give it to you? Or? Oh. Yes. Pop, pop. Well, it's given to me. It's real. Losing. I'm playing on like No, it's the, two. It's the sequel. I'm, I'm playing on like the medium difficulty and I still have to. A lot of saves coming. I don't really feel good about it, but I'm going to be doing it. You know, yeah, you're going to do it. You're going you gotta do what you gotta do. If you're having trouble with XCOM, I can um I can recommend you go to the easier routes of uh, Mario and Rabbids. You might have to give up some of your sanity of dealing with <laughs> Rabbids, but it might be more uh, up your speed. Hey Patrick, what would be worse, listening to Slut Pop again or playing anything with Rabbids in it? What do you mean? I've I've played Mario versus Rabbids, and you know what? Brain cells more intact than after Slut Pop. So. Ah, good God. The, the rabbits are just minions of the game world. That's all they are. What a mm-hmm. strange thing to say. It's true, though. And, and you know what? I do play it while I'm in a suit, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'll say it. <laughs> Two copies of Mario and Rabbids, please. Chat <laughs> <laughs> <Shed> face. <laughs> yeah. I have an important business meeting to conduct in the uh, local internet cafe where I play this. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've play- I haven't finished it, but I played it because I picked it up in Boxing Day sales years ago. Anyway... Uh, right, XCOM 2, very good. Uh, thank you for that. Steve, Seth, what have you been up to? Um, I finally finished Monarch after months of it grinding through that game, I guess. And, um, since it's on Disney Plus now, I also watched For Love and Thunder, because why oh, not? Yeah, I, I wasn't did, uh, paying for that. 
I did that two weeks You're ago. You're not as paying well. for it. It's on Disney Plus. You're fucking paying for it. <laughs> it's not my Disney Plus account. Someone's paying for it. Disney's still getting money. Yeah, but I didn't pay for it. That was that was the line I said, and I can stick to that. I'll I'll, I'll let it slide this time. Thanks, Ben. What about you? What have you, been, what have you been up to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, other than the trip to the ER, which I'm going to need after finishing this recording, because of, based on how it's gone so far and how trivia like a slut's still in my head. I'll, I'll drive um, you there ER. while playing that EP, don't worry. <laughs> Is ER the, the sequel to EP? <laughs> no, it, it's, it, come, it comes after remix. EQ. It's, it's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's two. There's, there's a gap of two in there. Anyway. Is um, it the second finish. sequel? Yeah, the second sequel. So m- much like how uh, Cars 3 is the second sequel for Cars 1, um, I finished <laughs> Out of Wilds DLC, uh, Echoes of the Eye. We'll probably talk about that. In a yeah, is that a sequel? It sort of is, actually, and, and we'll get is into DLC that. Is DLC a sequel? Let's have that discussion. Let's, like like let's right now, that or like yeah. at any other point, because... Nah. let's have it ten minutes ago. Okay, See, yeah, interesting I think the discussion's that over that that sounds... ten minutes ago. Very much like a time loop mechanic, which we'll get Ooh. into in another few minutes. But uh, first of all, let's chat Thor, Love and Thunder. Now, context, probably going to do spoilers. Uh, I've seen Ragnarok, haven't seen Love and Thunder, and don't really care to see it based on how everyone I've heard about going and seeing it all saying the same thing of uh, it not being very good. I mean, that's it's, fair. No, it's not very good. No, it's not, it's not very good. I think it's a very middle of the road. I don't think it's awful, but I don't think it's great either. Maybe that's just because I've been having months of people saying it's awful that I expected much worse for it. But I thought it was just kind of an average Marvel movie. Nothing you'd write home about like some of the better ones. But no. it's, it doesn't hit the loads of like 4-2. Do you, do you want my opinion on it? It's a Marvel uh, movie and it's shit. The- no, no, no. So, when I, asked. so um, I, I haven't seen the movie, but based on the title, it's like a one out of ten. <laughs> what a shit title. Hmm. He obviously hasn't seen the movie because that's the the title is very uh the It makes sense by the end of the movie. What what, what would you have called it instead, Josh? I would have called it I don't know, Marvel's latest show, please Thor, give us money. Thor the throat goat. <laughs> yeah, I'd just call it Chris Hemsworth. People would still watch it. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's not even Thor, Actually, people I, just call him Chris at this point. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that's right, because I'm pretty sure the Men in Black movie and the Ghostbusters movie, he was in both flops badly. I'll just call it Magic Mike 2. Magic now, pe- Mike 2. People will actually go and watch that one. <laughs> Put Ryan Reynolds in it for good fun. And Brad Pitt, but only if he's it. playing someone invisible. Pikachu. Anyway, right. um... Yeah, 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 I, I uh, guess... Yeah. Do you want to go into your negatives first, Steve? Or should I go into my positives? Look, yeah, let, let's start at the bottom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we're here. Yeah, uh, now we are here. Um, it seems like one of those movies... Hmm, actually, no, let, let me, let's back up a bit. So this is directed by Taiko Waititi. Um, yep. And, I, and uh, I don't know what any of you, your guys' opinions are about um, sheep on the podcast. But... <laughs> <laughs> But he's a New Zealand director, and he's usually pretty good. He's uh, he always <laughs> makes sure. <laughs> he's usually good. As if being a New Zealand director is a metric of being good or bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 he has to overcome uh, quite a few hurdles to be a uh, to be a director like, in New Zealand. Like um, Patrick's Forty Eight Hour Film Festival movie. True. Some yeah, some do call me the the Peter Jackson of my generation. So it's understandable to make that comparison, yeah, I really. That. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, it's it the movies. 
it makes a joke out of the Thor character. I think in a way that does a disservice to the Marvel Cinematic Universe for whatever that is. It makes a joke out of his character. It makes him seem like as if he's never serious or that he's like bad at being a hero. Like it, it does a big, big spoiler alert. It does sort of turn around and by the end of the movie, he's like a, a good hero and he does save the day, of course. Uh, and then everybody shakes hands and claps and smacks each other's back. And it's like, yeah, right, another job well done. But it's just not showing Thor in like that superhero light. There's no real cool action moments. Every time there's like an action scene or something, Thor just seems to get his ass handed to him. It's making him into like a joke of a character. Like all the, there's a big theme throughout the whole movie of, um, he's got that big axe storm breaker uh, and Mjolnir's uh, chosen his old girlfriend from Thor 1 and 2 uh, as like the new Thor type of thing. And there's this weird type of subplot where he's sort of like mega jealous that Mjolnir took her, but then Stormbreaker, his axe, is jealous of Thor I, I think that's kind of cute Mjolnir. and funny. It, it, it's funny for about like the first two times they do it. It's a, it's a, they've literally made it a reoccurring joke to the point it's like, okay, this isn't funny. I feel like they only did it like three times. Three, oh, that's like two times too many. And, and then he starts like <laughs> talking and then he starts like, okay, that, it'd be sort of funny if he mentions it once or twice. But then he like talks to the axe and he's like, oh no, don't worry about it. Mjolnir's like an, like an old, it, 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 the way he talks about it, it makes it seem like Mjolnir's an old girlfriend and the axe is a new girlfriend despite them being like inanimate objects or like, I, yeah, like it's just I think that's a weird. very, very um, like, pe- I I feel like people like kind of do that with like ships and cars and stuff where they're like, oh, she's a beaut sort of thing and <laughs> yeah, so yeah, on. Yeah, and- but, but personification of objects don't care about that. It's the the fact that the object is personified in a way to have bad human characteristics like jealousy or envy, um, in a, in an object that isn't really seen as sentient like as an axe it's there to chop people off but it was created from like the the forge of a dying star or whatever it was it's literally created to to to, to fucking chop heads off he chops Thanos's head off with it it's really cool and, and it hasn't been a personality and then all of a sudden in the movie it's got a weird jealous personality and I, I know personality is probably a strong word but it's it's weird and it doesn't hit and it's not funny I, I can see that. Um, I, I thought it landed and it was kind of funny and it, when it did happen. It, it was infrequent enough that it didn't, um, it didn't get stale. Unlike the fucking goats joke, the screaming goats. Um, in saying yeah, that... Yeah, that was pretty shit. In saying that, that I think they did that enough where it rolled back around to being funny to me because they, they overplayed it at the beginning where by the end of their introduction, I was like, okay, I get it, they're screaming goats. It's not funny anymore. But then they start putting them into situations where um, they're just coming out of nowhere and starting to scream. And I don't know, it just it just broke me at a certain point. I think it's when they broke into like um, Zeus's domain is when I started going, okay, you know what? It's actually kind of funny again. Which, um... Yeah, it's, talking- it does sort of... It, it does come around to that goat joke, but I think that's... Eh... Yeah, going off um, Zeus, though, um, my big complaint about the movie is that I feel like it underutilizes the characters a lot. Um, 
I, uh, it's probably also because, hey, these are actors and they have their own contracts and they probably didn't sign off for more than one movie. Um, Jane Foster is uh, brought in for this movie. She's the Mighty Four. She's a big thing in the comics uh, for a little while now. And she gets her story arc and then dies at the end of the movie. And I feel like that's a wasted opportunity. Then okay, they- so, okay, so, so that... that- so I think it's important we discuss from how she dies as well. It's not she doesn't die in battle. Um, she dies from cancer. And yeah, she's like a, slowly dying of cancer throughout the entire movie. And Mjolnir yeah, is I, I, kind of healing I, I, her, but also draining her life at the same time. Like yeah, when, it gives when her she's being, for battle. Yeah, when but, she's being uh, but, the Mighty Four, she's hardy and healthy. But whenever she's not in battle, she's literally getting the life force drained out of her by using the hammer. Yeah, and I think that, could, that would have been such a... A very good theme to have go throughout the movie, um, but and it, in their defense, which this is probably the only defense you'll hear with this movie, they do treat that every interaction with her, where it's her having cancer, they treat that really seriously. Oh yeah, no, they treat that very seriously and give it the levity it needs. But that, like, that is like what four percent of the movie, and the rest of the movie is just a someone says a line, there's a punchline everyone expects you to laugh like it's almost seems like there's a laugh track missing in this movie yeah it's like they wanted to hit they ragnarok was uh, ragnarok was a very funny movie and it landed every joke it did and then it's like marvel kind of it feels like marvel kind of dictated do ragnarok again (laughs) make it try to make it funnier than the last one but Ragnarok didn't wasn't making jokes all the time. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, which which obviously they didn't. They were like oh, there was, there was heaps of funny moments in Ragnarok. Let's make every moment funny in this one. Like it almost seems like they were trying to like every line or interaction had to have a funny part. There was no seriousness unless it was Jane with her cancer. And I thought that was just yeah. And yeah. the reason I point to Marvel for as like maybe the deciding factor in this is because. When the movie was coming out, I I believe both uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi were saying like they felt that um not that the movie was bad because that'd be bad press, but that they felt um unfulfilled making the movie. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, and also Man. on also on wasted opportunities, um they get Christian Bale to play the villain, and the few scenes where he gets to really. Do his uh, do his thing. He's fantastic in the movie, but that is like five minutes of a ninety-minute movie. He yeah. is severely Chris- underutilized in this. Yeah, and Christian Bale is he's very good in that movie. He is. He's he's one of the shining the shining points of the movie. Yeah, I guess like we've been banging on about the negativities so much. It's like, well, what did you enjoy about the movie? It's just like, I don't know. It was. It was fine. I was expecting worse kind of thing. It, it's not something I'm going to like really dig in and want to go back to watch, but it's kind of like if it was, in, if it was on in the background while something else was going on, I wouldn't change a channel. I would. Because I, me and my partner probably got about like halfway through it and she was like, this isn't a good movie, I'm done. And I'm like, well... I, I paid like, to get in. <laughs> well, I'm well, not really good. Oh, and someone else's Disney Plus account as well. Oh. Um, shout out to Tom. Thanks, big fella. Appreciate it. Uh, you'll be, not for this movie, but. Um, <laughs> like, we got halfway through it and she's like, you know what? This isn't funny. I'm just going to call it. And I'm like, you know what? That's fair. 
I am uh, legally required to finish the movie because if I don't, uh, the FBI is going to kick in my house and be like, hey, you spent, you've only seen half of that movie. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sir, please don't throw me in jail. And then I get sent to, sent to Guantanamo Bay. Um, Guantanamo even, even from Australia. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not, not even being dramatic. That's exactly what would happen in my mind. Always finish you. It's finish all because you didn't kids. finish the content for the podcast. I've started something. I've got to finish it, right? Um, but yeah, I, I honestly do not like this movie at all. Yeah, I, I can get it. I just, I don't no, know. Um, you, you have different tastes to me. Hate it. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah, you not. You like have different tastes from me. You enjoy it. And by enjoy it, I, <laughs> I mean, think it's mid. Think it's like perfectly middle of the road. It's not offensive, but it's not great either. Hmm. What about you, Pat? You're a, um, uh, a certified uh, keenographer, as they say in the business. <laughs> That's true. My special ability is keen eye, where I cannot have my accuracy lowered despite me being fucking blind as shit day to day. Anyway. Uh, um, compound eyes, too. Hey, yeah, there we go. Hey, uh, better than that, bros. Check in. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't really have too many. The, the main prevailing thing that I've seen with this is that from the first trailer and from the themes that it seemed like it was trying to play with, everyone was expecting this big rock and roll, almost kind of rock opera type, like legendary story. And yeah, and it kind of starts that way and then drops that almost immediately. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, yeah that, right. and that, that and that that's the biggest problem with it, where what it set up based on what we were led to believe with the trailers and what we got was kind of like an attempt at Ragnarok 2. But it didn't do Ragnarok 2 that well, and it didn't do big 80s rock opera that well, so it's just kind of left, as you say, sort of middling on its own, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was one that I was going to go see in cinemas, just because of how much I liked Ragnarok, because I saw that in cinemas, and, and I know, I'm really glad I didn't watch it in cinemas. Yeah, I, I but feel that, like it would have been a the... waste of money to go see it there. I'm, I'm yeah, glad that, I waited that's the for prevailing the taste. Plus. Yeah. yeah, so I imagine I'll see it at some point, but I'm in no rush, and I, yeah, don't really have too many thoughts on it other than it's a shame. Hmm. Uh, anything else you want to add to that, or you want to give it a score out of 10 and we move on? I'm comfortable with giving score. I, I go 6. 6 isn't mid. 6 is, like, a l- little higher than mid. Like, 5 is barely acceptable. Six, six is I would I would recommend someone watch it if if I thought they might like it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I honestly I don't think anyone else here would enjoy it, so that's why I'm not recommending it. But you still gave oh. it a six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'll find someone to recommend it to. <laughs> you know what? That's it. Your homework for this week, Seth, is to write out. Um, is to find find a fan, find a listener, and be like, hey, go watch go watch Thor: Love and Fun- Thunder. No, I was going to say write a definition guide of. A glossary, if you would, of what exactly your rating is. A Hitchhiker's mean. Guide to the I, Galaxy, if you I, will. I, I haven't seen that I movie would not. Yet. I will not. Uh, well, like, it's not your homework, Pat. It's Seth's. Okay, so five is like barely no, it's acceptable. Your homework, You're not, it's your homework. Six, is, six is it's fine. Seven is good. Well, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, with, with a subscription to our sponsor, Chegg, uh, you can actually study for that, for that homework uh, right now. What on earth is Chegg? Um, Chegg. What the fuck is Chegg? Wait, do you guys actually know what Chegg is? I don't I do know, not. know what Chegg is, no. Holy shit. How? Okay. I'm confused as to how I know it, but you guys don't. It's, I, I've never used it. it YouTube decided to serve, serve me ads for it for all of like 
a, a week or two at some kind of academic studying. The whole thing is study with Chegg and you'll pass your exam. So I just assume it's some kind of educational tool. But right, so right. they can yeah. send us the check joke, in the mail. All right, <laughs> joke, joke uh, fell flat on its face. Really thought that more people would be would would know Chegg. Anyway, oh well, I know uh, Chug. Hey, <laughs> should we? I th- I think we move on. I think we move on. <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best, man. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, that means we got to move into the meat. The, the meat and potatoes, if 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 you will, of, uh, of this I, I episode. Do not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of potatoes, <laughs> um, uh, so, special guest is Peter Dutton. No. <laughs> so um, so time time looping in games is an interesting mechanic. There are quite a few games, even uh, recent ones like uh, Deathloop, which we've spoken about a little bit recently, uh, which, funnily enough, actually feature loop in its name. Um, I think we all agree that a time loop game is basically something where the expect the expectation is that you repeat the same processes with the idea of building out your knowledge or interactions with a particular story, uh, where the re- the repetition is uh, part of of the the process. Um, what I think is uh, interesting is that there's still a distinction in my mind between something that has a time loop mechanic. Uh, and something that I guess would be like a Metroidvania, because I don't think I don't think we'd consider Hades to be a a, a loop a time loop game, would we? No, um, no. Well, that's just the nature of oh, that's probably the nature of roguelikes and road lights um, themselves. Like their concept is a gameplay loop as opposed to a time loop. Yeah, but I find that interesting though because uh, something like time loop so is more I- of a narrative element rather than a gameplay element. Yeah, actually, that, that, that's both. probably the that's probably the easiest way to summarize it because yeah, I, I look at something like Outer Wilds where you have a twenty-two minute cycle and then the sun explodes and you die no matter what you're doing. Um, but then something like Deathloop, you actually you're actually under no pressure in terms of like there's no temporal pressure. You just play through different phases of like times of day of of a particular gameplay setting. But yeah, you're right. The 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 way that it draws into the narrative is definitely the uh, way to describe it. So, um, with that in mind, uh, I guess I'll, I'll contribute first. Uh, I just want to touch quickly on Echoes of the Eye, the DLC for Outer Wilds that came out a few years ago now. Uh, topical in that Outer Wilds is either coming out or has just been recently released. I don't quite know which one. On Nintendo Switch, which uh, is good. The more people that play Outer Wilds, the better. Um, Outer Wilds, as I said, has the 22-minute loop where no matter what you're doing, you die. Um, Echoes of the Eye is interesting in that you go to a DLC world, let's say. So Outer Wilds, you explore oh, a solar system. Oh, kind of like every Souls game DLC. <sighs> Maybe. I'm actually not super familiar with Souls game DLC, but uh, sure. But the, the, so the, there's a couple of interesting points that I want to hit. Outer, Outer Wilds, part of the time loop mechanic is it's so broad that you get to choose how you want to spend the 22 minutes of life that you've been given. And you have an entire solar system to explore. Echoes of the IDLC funnels you directly into a single place where you will spend all of your time if you want to do the DLC. Uh, and it's it would actually be very difficult if you wanted to play Outer Wilds and the DLC at the same time. It seems like it's very much structured almost to be a standalone game. But what's interesting about that is that it has all of the same mechanics as the base game of you have 22 minutes, you start on Timber Hearth, you have to fly to the DLC world and and do all the narrative uh, bits and pieces there. Uh, overall, 
the experience of Echoes of the Eye for me was very good. The problem is it's very template-y. And I think this is one of the big problems that time loop games can get into. And I'm curious to get the group's thoughts because Outer Wilds, the base game, you have 22 minutes and you have a bunch of different planets. So you could spend a couple loops on one or two planets. And then when that's finished, you can go and do something narratively very different on another planet. But the problem that I had with Echoes of the Eye is that there are three, there's sort of three, uh, what's the word? Uh, missions, stories kind of thing. Uh, you can call it what you want um, in the DLC world. But the problem is they are templates of each other. They are just in different locations. So what I mean is you will land on, on the Echoes of the Eye world and you will go exploring and you will find three little hubs of activity. And at each of the hubs, there'll be uh, a slide reel with some lore. And in each of the three hubs, there will be uh, a couple things to discover, like the same thing in each place. Uh, there'll be a story piece that you have to go and do. Uh, you see what I mean by template? It's, it's very mm. like, yeah, whatever yeah, you do at this one, you will have to do in, in a different location, but the same steps uh, for, for areas two and three. And it's not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but I think it's a trap that's very easy to fall into when, when a time loop is your main mechanic. Uh, the ending was pretty good. Uh, I, I will say, and the mechanics that they introduced, uh, the twists rather on the mechanics that they introduced were excellent in Echoes of the Eye, but the ending wasn't as satisfying as Outer Wilds. I don't think anyone, uh, I don't think that's going to surprise anyone because the ending of Outer Wilds is very good. Uh, it's true. But, it is it's very good. I loved it. But the problem is some of the twists that they give you in Echoes of the Eye, for me, undercut the ending. And it's a shame because I, it might be that I misinterpreted it but it, or it might be that the ending was just, it just felt a little bit rushed or like that they could have spent a little more time just really nailing the kind of more emotional beats of the ending. But uh, yeah, do, do you guys feel that uh, the sort of template nature is something easy to fall into with time loop games that you guys can think I, of? I just, I just really want to quickly chime in on something with um, a DLC undercutting the ending. Steven, Steven's probably going to hate me for this, but fucking Final Fantasy XV did that. I, I hated it so much because the ending of XV was... The ending of 15 was one of my favorite things. And then uh, they get to the ending of the first season pass and they're like, oh, by the way, here's a um, DLC for Ignis where we just get to split the timeline. You'll, and the split timeline ending is just like, yeah, no, we're just going to give a semi-happy ending. And then they were going to go into a second season pass and they're like, you know what? Forget about those two endings. We're going to make another ending where everyone gets a happy <laughs> ending. And that season pass got canceled after the first DLC. But they couldn't let it go, so they put it into a fucking novel. So, so does that does that retcon the original ending? Because when I when, when I'm talking about endings, I mean uh, it, the end the ending of Outer Wilds is the ending of Outer Wilds. But yeah, no, there is it doesn't the end of the yeah. there's like the end of the DLC in Echoes of the Eye, but it's not the ending of Outer Wilds. It's just I have played through the content of Echoes of the Eye, and it does like a little credits card and all of that stuff. And as soon as you finish that, uh, you can go and and still finish Outer Wilds the the quote-unquote proper way like they are two distinct endings yeah it's no it's the, still um it's still distinct endings um they're, they're still the main game still has its normal ending it's just like as these dlc episodes came out it's like you know what let's throw in a split timeline here just because right, gotcha. we, just because uh, i don't know we we had too much of a good thing so let's go and make alternate endings that are just worse yeah. anything you want to chime in with steve yeah, I don't really think. Uh, the Final Fantasy XV example is like not really a uh, 
That's more of because there was problems with developing the actual DLC, and the DLC shouldn't have existed. It should be in the base game. It should have. Um, yeah, it should have. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but no. Going on to um, the Outer Wilds and the time loop mechanic itself, that does it. Keeping in mind, I haven't played the DLC, which is on my to-do list. I promise I'll get there, dear listener. I promise I'll get there. But. But. There probably is no but. The core essence of a time loop game is a sense of progression. And that is probably one of the things that either makes or breaks one of those games. I think that... Uh, the Outer Wilds does it very well because you have that terminal that shows you all the lore that you've uncovered as well as your own experience of what you've done to get that. So if you miss something the first time, you can always go back and look at it because you've got that terminal to see where things are um, in the scheme of things and how they relate and what planet you went to, what piece of lore you uncovered, and you can even see what pieces of lore you're missing or which ones you've got hints for. Um, if there's like a reference to one piece and another piece, which is very good. But and that's sort of, well, but the contrast to that is one of the <laughs> best time loop games and one of my favorite games of all time, uh, The Legend of Zelda made Jura's Mask. Whereas instead of knowledge that's being brought across between the time loops, you are bringing across equipment with the different masks that you're wearing and the different items that you're using. Yeah, Majora's Mask is a very different sort of thing where it's not so much templatey because every time loop, instead of like going and doing a similar thing, you go on different journeys and yeah, yeah, and, and explore can, different can... parts of the world and uh, characters and do different things. And something like uh, Majora's Mask, you can't do everything in a single run. If you try to, like six-year-old me did you just end up back at the start and you haven't done anything because you've run out of time. And that can be, that can be frustrating, especially when you know that you don't have that much time left and you're like halfway through a dungeon or really close to the end of the dungeon. And you just sort of need to finish it. Yeah. Because the, so that, so even that, that, that's an interesting point, right? So you're saying that Majora's Mask is one where like Outer Wilds, it'll just kill you in the middle of what you're doing because of a time limit. Yeah. But it's a lot easier in the, um, the outer wilds to get to where you were because everything's a lot more fragmented. And while there is uh, an overarching story, the story is made up by uh, 20 or 30 pieces of like individual lore that are to go out and collect. Whereas Majora's Mask is a lot more uh, formulaic in the equipment that you need and what needs to be done in each individual. Right. Like yeah. you don't, you, there's no point going to the second dungeon without completing the first dungeon because you don't have the equipment to go there. Like it's a lot more, Formulaic, like and that might just be even. Hey, it's like Metroidvania, even. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was. Um, well, have I played a Metroid game? No. Um, have I played <laughs> sure. a Castlevania game? Also, no. Um, I played the Metroid. <laughs> have you Prime played a Metroidvania? Series. Yes. <laughs> Metroid Prime is Metroid- still kind of Metroidvania-ish. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, they they translated it to 3D very well. They did it. Fantastic. One of those remakes come on Nintendo. I know you listen to this. <laughs> the, the, the reason why that distinction is interesting to me is that Deathloop doesn't have, as I said, Deathloop doesn't have that, that time element at all. You can go into a particular uh, location at a particular time of day and just sit there for as long as you want. And there is nothing stopping you from doing so. And what's interesting is that Josh has played both the start of Outer Wilds and the start of Deathloop and hasn't really 
I don't know, putting words in your mouth here, Josh, but you haven't really gelled with either of them, but those are two very distinctive approaches to how to do a time loop mechanic. Is there a particular uh, piece that's in common between them that you're just not gelling with, or is it just both approaches you're just not really uh, on board with? So to be honest, Deathloop, the, the time loop wasn't so much uh, an issue for me with Deathloop. I, I do intend to try and give it another go. It's just, uh, for, for me, it was like, there, there wasn't enough going on to, to make to keep me interested to be honest the mm. combat was like kind of meh and i get that like i can get better equipment and go back in and then unlock and find new secrets and other bits and pieces like that but it just i don't know there wasn't enough at the start i think it's a very weak starting game i think i think if i give it, it another like four or five hours or something and really just get into like the flow of how it all works and pick up some good weapons and stuff like that unlock a couple of the secrets and be able to do a couple more things in the worlds that you go into because you, you enter like a segmented world from from my understanding and then once you leave that world that day is kind of done um like the level rather maybe than a world um and that like it, it's it's really hard to really get into that in any kind of aspect to be honest if you're not if you're not vibing with the story and i think the other part that kind of killed it for me is that i'm I think you you said this right. You, it, it has a weak ending, and I happened to watch that ending while watching you play the game, <laughs> not realizing that it was going to come to PC and I might actually play it. Yeah. <laughs> or to Game Pass very specifically, and knowing that I'm leading up to that weak ending, it's it kind of kills a lot of the momentum. Yeah, no, <laughs> it definitely honest. takes the wind out of the sails if you know the destination's going to be a weak one. Yeah. Um. In terms of like Majora's Mask or um Outer Wilds and stuff like that. To me, I, I'm not a person that likes to play games and solely focus on a game and just focus on it and just try and get things done. I'll, I'll pick up a game and it's like a social experience or I'll do it while I'm messaging people or whatever. And the added pressure of having a, a hard time limit, even if I can pause it, is just frustrating. And especially like when Steven says, for example, I was really into Outer Wilds on this one planet and I was digging through a whole bunch of stuff and I was finding a bunch of lore. And while I was heading to what I think was probably the last thing I needed to find for this particular story thing, the world ended and I had to restart and go back there and then go through these portals again and do the little puzzle. It only takes like four minutes or whatever, but having to do that again just takes me out of the story. And for mm. me, that was just, that's just, a, like, to me, it didn't add anything to the gameplay for me. I get that there's a, an added loop of pressure and that the whole point is you need to figure out why the world's ending, etc. But for me personally, it didn't really resonate. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's, no. there's one other, uh, do you have a follow-up for that, Steve? Because otherwise there's oh, no, no, one no, other no, angle I, that I, I want to say that I completely get how fucking frustrating that can be, especially in the, the outer wilds where, like, by the time you work out the puzzle of the room or, like, where to get there, and sometimes it is yeah, by oh, accident. Time to come back tomorrow. Yeah, you hear, you hear that that first tone, and it's like the duh, and you're like, no, yeah, I just got here, no. <laughs> uh, but I think that makes things um... snooze the alarm. <laughs> no, yeah, go back, like, go I... back. Like, but that, but that is part of like the the challenge or the it, it, the extra difficulty to solve. And I could, but I can understand that, like, why that is frustrating and. Uh, it is, but like, I, I wouldn't play a game like that for the difficulty. I'm playing that solely for the story. So mm. for me to be taken out of that story, just to have to walk back for a sense of either difficulty or, um, you know, whatever else it is, I, I guess, I guess just to have the loop. I, I don't, I see my, my problem is I just don't see a situation where I see that and go, this wouldn't be better where I could just play through the story in a set time frame, mm. And then okay, the world yeah. just ends when I want it to end or something like that. Like if there was a button that says, okay, I'm done with this world now, let's progress. 
um, that'd be that'd be fine by me if I don't want to fast travel or whatever. Or if if you find everything on a certain planet or on a certain loop because hey, do you want to restart? You know, you found whatever it is here or anything like that. Even just stepping back into your ship after you found a puzzle progresses you anything. I just I would prefer something else, and yeah, for me, it's just it just doesn't doesn't click. It's interesting because that 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 sounds like uh like what you're describing there is how Deathloop does progression of it because is, there is no time level uh, limit. It's just oh you finished everything here, fuck off back to the hideout. <laughs> yeah, which is why I'm sort of saying like it's it's not the loop which just sort of killed Deathloop for me. It's uh, a, a number of other factors. I I do intend to go back and try and play it again. I don't think it will really be a top game for me, or even I don't even know if I'll complete it. But it's you know it. I, I need to give it more of a chance, I feel. Yeah. So that that's that's the one other thing I, I, I want to touch on. And then uh, I'm conscious that uh, we haven't heard how Monarch fits into this. So we'll throw it to you in a sec, Seth. But uh, the one thing that I want to grab before we do is uh, the other interesting thing about at least because this is sort of coming down to almost Outer Wilds versus Majora's Mask versus Deathloop discussion. I haven't played Majora's Mask, so I, I can't speak for that side of it. But Outer Wilds and Deathloop treat the kind of tutorial handholdy uh the 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 start of the game very differently where um outer wilds they give you very little like almost you almost want more they teach you the very basics of flying a ship and that ghost matter will kill you and then you get the launch codes uh you you do kind of the first loop and then and then the game quote unquote starts and so you're up and running in uh, 40 40 ish minutes i think it's been a while since i started it but i, th I think about 40 45 minutes and and you're sort of into the the core game and the game just goes all right if you if you know what you're doing you could finish the game right now but of course you don't know what you're doing so that's the entire point of playing through it death loop on the other hand handholds you all the way through the first day where they introduce a bunch of story they introduce some of the mechanics in a gradual way and it's it's almost i would argue honestly. too much tutorial because it the hand holding is quite aggressive like i want to look at my inventory but the menu stops me from doing that because it says oh no you need to do this next thing because you're in the tutorial you don't know what you're doing we don't trust you to to understand the mechanics so i have no idea where majora's mask fits on there but i think those are almost polar opposites in terms of where the tutorial of a time loop game goes because uh, those are two very different experiences, right? Outer Wilds, you're left to your own devices entirely, and you have 22-minute cycles to figure it all out. Deathloop, they make it very clear up front what the entire point of the game is, and then release you. But I almost want something in the middle where it tells me what, uh, where it gives me the framework to play in and then gets out of my way. And it feels like I don't know what that framework is in Outer Wilds, and it feels like I'm not left to my own devices fast enough in Deathloop. And I think that's why it probably turned you off a bit, Josh, because... Me sitting in the back of Discord going, just trust me, bro. It's only another couple hours and then, and then the game starts. The, just yeah. trust me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I'm sitting there going, oh. And I'm like trying to like, I, you could see me being like obviously frustrated given that you were watching me going, oh, you can't do that until after the tutorial. And I'm sitting there going, why? But why like, not? I was just yeah, frustrated, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was just like, okay, well, this is really dumb that I can't do this. And you're like, nah, it's a tutorial, it's a tutorial, it's a tutorial. I'm like, how long is this fucking tutorial, bro? Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Steve, where, where does Majora's Mask fit on that? Probably, I, it, it's a half an unfair comparison because... Uh, it's unfair, that's fine. It, I, like, this is what I'm saying. I, I don't know, I haven't played Majora's Mask to know if, if that's even a good comparison to make. But I, I think that it's it, interesting it, it, to compare those no, two. No, I think it, the way that Majora's Mask kind of fits into this is... um. 
the way I'm hearing it from uh, these three games that I've mentioned so far is that Outer Wilds and Deathloop kind of treats their um treat their uh, time loops as more of a gameplay thing, um, and the story is kind of static. It things are going to happen no matter what, um, and the loop is just like a, a gameplay opportunity. While Majora's Mask, the um time loop is more of a narrative thing. And uh, it's definitely a um, narrative thing in Outer Wilds. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, well, but, but, but it's, it, it's, it becomes a narrative thing. It builds it be- into yeah, the narrative. It builds thing. into it, and it's more like as you're play- more you playing it is like I gotta I gotta keep discovering more and more of the um more of the story and how it all ties together through yeah. the gameplay, and then the gameplay is like trying to push back against you of learning those things. While Majora's yeah. Mask is more go do a bunch of little mini story arcs um, and then the world's going to end, Re- reloop back to three days before that world ends, do some more and like your overall gameplay is pushing the narrative forward sort of thing. Hmm. Like you're getting more equipment and uh, pushing towards the ending through all yeah, the gameplay like, loops. So- yeah, like, like where, where is, yeah, fast travel, oh, sorry, not fast travel lounge. Um, <laughs> shout out for sure, our sure, podcast. Wait, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, out of Wild is like a, it's more of a, you're finding the reason why for the time loop, whereas Majora's Mask is, you know why the time loop's happening, you have to stop it to save the world, um, which is sort of a little bit of what happens in the Outer Wilds, but it's... But it's more of Just a mystery from in the other Outer side. Wilds. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, so it's probably an exploration versus a, a hard stop. Or yeah. a if, and, if, and if we're taking that, Majora's Mask as the example there, would you consider a Dead Rising game to be a time loop game? Hmm. No. No. That is it, um, a game with a time mechanic. It's yeah, different. It's, yeah, it's a hard time limit thing. If it's it's because it doesn't loop back to the beginning unless you're doing a new playthrough. <laughs> or, or, it does or, when you get the game over screen. Yeah, well, and that's, <laughs> that's you say time crisis is a time loop game. GG. Yeah, <laughs> life is a time loop game, right? You wake up and you start the next day. Hey, uh, true. But deja vu is just you hitting a checkpoint again. <laughs> going to the kitchen and God's cancelled my Simba. Uh, but it's something like a Dead Rising. To reset the loop, you have to get a game over, which is a fail condition. Uh, whereas the Outer Wild, it's not a fail condition to reset the loop. It is just a it, part it's of a part of life. Gameplay. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you, there is nothing you can do to stop that loop unless you're like finishing the story type of thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just interesting that how you're describing Majora's Mask is also kind of you have three days to to, to do this thing in Dead Rising. You have three days before the police before the the military shows up to rescue you. Yeah, and right. what do you do within those point, three days? Point, the point, yeah, I, very very good point when you say it like that. It's but just Majora's that Majora's Mask, Mask is that you you don't have. It's not a hard three days. It's just like. When three days happens, um, that's your endpoint, and you've got to go back, and everything yeah. you've done, um, it gets reset back to what how it was three days ago. While yeah. Dead and Rising you're, you're, is, yeah. you hit that end of the three days, and the story's done. I was you're free to go back whenever you want. Like yeah. you'd be like two seconds into the first day, and he's like, "Nope, fucked it up." I'm I want to rewind. Back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we must I think the big difference is progression. <laughs> the big difference to me there is progression between things. You you make progression in Majora's Mask in Dead Rising. You you don't. Yeah, that's just true. Kind of, you can just done. stay in the safe room for three days, and that's a win condition. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Who needs zombies no. to 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 save your daughter when you could instead just save yourself? Dead Rising yeah, Four is not a good video game. 
True. And um, uh, yeah, so I, I've been trying to segue into this for the last 10 minutes whenever it came up as a, it time loops as a, as a narrative thing. Uh, Monarch is way more on the side of the, the narrative and also the template sort of way of, um, of doing the time loop. So um, I talked about the first half of the game a couple of weeks ago. Um, the second half of the game is more um, you've, you're tying up loose ends, but every time um, you're, you're tying up loose ends and uh, there's certain story beats that are going to happen every time. So um, you choose between your four friends who you're going to go through to basically an ending with. And once you pick one, you'll go into a dungeon for one of the one of the opposite packs bearers that are in the um that you didn't pick. Um, once you beat, uh, once you take them out and uh remove their power set, um, you're gonna meet meet up with the villain. The villain's gonna split into their two different personalities. An event's gonna happen that either one of them is going to uh, win or um they're both going to live and you have to help one or the other. And then you go into fighting the one that is dictated as the big bad for this story arc. And then once you do that, um, you reach your end, your your life's end point, and then you reset back to choosing between the four friends again. And then you repeat that process for uh, for each different friend. Um, those same sort of story beats happen over and over again. And then it all leads towards a payoff of like, well, once you've um done all four of them, you've been repeatedly asked, hey, are you satisfied with this ending or not? And um, you're always given like two options of uh, I'm not satisfied or there's still more I can do. Um, and for the final one, it's like, no, I'm still not satisfied with this ending because um, my sister is still dead. Um, I've been killed and it, there's just still too many problems uh, that are happening. So you do one final loop and this is where I'm a little contentious with how the game handles this. Um, you, uh, you kind of skip all the, um, the story progression and like you loop back to before your sister dies of this time and you kind of um, use your gameplay ability of resonating in story to... Um, to share these memories of all the different uh, uh, time loops that have happened and everyone that was connected to you um, gets those memories as well. And they, they just kind of think of it as like a vision of and or a dream. And until you go and tell them, no, this was real, this happened. And it kind of like kicks them into like where their um, character progression ended. And now everyone's at this point, we're like, we're going towards this big end game moment. And they kind of use that time loop as an advantage, the time loop in this game as an advantage of learn more about the characters, learn more about the story. Um, we're going to piecemeal little bits of like the story through each different person's loop. And then the payoff is like, hey, every, uh, now that you've done them all, everyone's going to come together for this big moment to actually finish the game for real. Um, my contention with that is I probably would have preferred it if you like merge timelines instead. <laughs> Because I feel like it's cheap to show people their uh, their future and that like kickstarts their character progression when they didn't earn it, sort of thing. It sounds like Xenoblade Chronicles One. A little I'm bit. Being able to see the future. A little like bit. Near, honestly, like near Automata. Yeah, I ah, guess. Yeah. Is that a time loop game? 
I would say no. No, you're, say you're, seeing, you're seeing the same events through different uh, perspectives. Yeah. But Even yeah, if okay. you weren't, it's still a hard no for me. It's still, like, you could end the game at the first point and not know anything further, right? Um, even if you did all of them, it's, they're, they're almost separate games, the way that they play. Uh, uh yeah, near Automata, yes, uh, near, yeah. near Replicants, absolutely not. Not so much, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you play through that same segment four times and you, you better be happy about it. That was not. Spoiler. <laughs> That's a you good didn't game, even though. do it. You didn't even do it the first I time. I didn't even vision. No. <laughs> I actually re-downloaded it again this week <gasps> after I had to wipe my All PC. Right. All right, everybody, shut up. Um, speaking of time loop games, the new Diglett is called Wiglet. It's called Wiglet. Oh, that's a great <laughs> name. Yeah, it, 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 it is literally <laughs> just the Wigglers from um uh, from uh, Monster Hunter. I said yeah. this. I said, oh no, the Wiggler from Mario. I said, you know what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't believe me, go back to the start. We're making our own time loop game. <laughs> <laughs> Is um, it choose your own adventure book a time loop game? <laughs> uh, the, the other thing that I... Mm, I under something. Uh, the, the other couple things that I, that I, I just want to hit on, because I realized that um, sort of wrapping up the time loop discussion, but I forgot to mention for Echoes of the Ice specifically. Uh, in... Stepping to one side of the time loop chat for a sec, uh, the other interesting couple points about the DLC is that it takes a very different tone to the base game. The The base game is very kind of starry-eyed wonder, let's explore everything. Uh, interestingly, Echoes of the Eye is much more horror tone, which I actually really like, and uh, it's also a lot harder than the base game uh, in some of the, the stuff that you have to do. Um, and I also should point out that the, the template, I don't want to say that the templating thing is an Outer Wilds thing because of how we've been discussing it. It's just that for the different aspects of the story that you are doing in uh, Echoes of the Eye, that they are templates of themselves. But uh, it, just, it, it's, it just sort of makes it hard because Echoes of the Eye feels like it's trying to be judged as a standalone game as well as a DLC. So just want to make that point clear. But um, all up, I guess the, the final sort of coming down to where things are at question is um, where are we at for scores? Because I guess Echoes of the Eye for me is seven. Gameplay is pretty good. Story perhaps slightly noticed. Like, it's annoying. The, the, story, the story of Echoes of the Eye compared to the story of the base game, I'm much more invested in the story of Echoes of the Eye, but the ending is weaker, so kind of hard to wrap it up. But overall, I'd say seven. Definitely worth playing. Maybe even an eight. I'm not sure. Because the more I think about Outer Wilds, the more I want to give it a higher and higher score. So maybe, maybe an eight yeah. for Echoes of the Eye, actually. It is um, one of those games. Oh, I, do, I do have to get that DLC. Yeah. What does what, what Monarch sit for you, Seth, as we're yeah, sort of I wrapping think- this up? I think I'm also on an eight for that. I also think it's a very personal eight, because... There's a lot about that game I kind of recognize as probably not for other people. Um, it's a very low budget game and um, very repetitive and grindy. Um, but overall, I think the story was worth it. I think the time loop in that was interesting. Like, even though I wasn't a fan of how um, it handled the conclusion of the time loop, I was still a big fan of the moment itself. Um, the, the thing with these time loop things is that I think the payoff for doing the time loop has to be worth it. Otherwise, mm. it can make or break it. Like, that that seems to be the problem with um, Deathloop for Josh at the moment, where it's like, he already knows that the, um, the, the payoff 
for the um for the looping isn't isn't going to be worth it for him or it's going to land very flaccidly I mean, the, okay. there's, there's the good ending, the bad ending, and then the funny ending, and Josh definitely has seen the good ending and the funny ending. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the funny ending, actually. The funny ending is great. <laughs> to be fair, there's it a new ending good. now. True, actually. Yeah, I right. The extended, extended ending. ending? Yeah. Yeah. Which is not hard. The, the ending for Deathloop is all of about 30 seconds, no matter which option you pick, so. Yeah. Extending that. <laughs> or if you're Patrick, option that you don't pick. <laughs> <laughs> Extending that shouldn't shouldn't be too hard. Um, uh, actually, I know that I keep thinking of other random things to say, but uh, uh, other point against Echoes of the Eye specifically for being a time loop mechanic, because it's almost standalone, the time loop mechanic does not weigh into the story almost at all. Like, the story of Echoes of the Eye specifically is completely separate to the story of figuring out the time loop in the base game, which, really annoying, to be honest. I can understand also, that as well. Kind of, but, because... Yeah, but it's if, also sort of expected, because that's the entire... That's that's Outer Wilds, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, um, you, can't do, you can't do a side DLC and solve the main, uh, yeah. the main story's uh, pr- uh, narrative at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Josh, of the discussion, are you more or less likely to give Deathloop another go? Um, I don't know. i probably give it another go at some point. Maybe... I'd say I'm like a like a six or a seven out of ten more likely to give it a go. And Outer Wilds? Outer Wilds, I I don't know. I think if I just sat down and dedicated a weekend to it, it would be good. Uh but I I don't really have the time for that right now. So probably won't pick it up anytime soon. Fair enough. So, uh, it came back to Game Pass. It came back to Game Pass. Yeah, final final thoughts from you, Steve, before we wrap up. I like time loop games. We didn't talk about twelve minutes. Um well, we, we, we did semi recently. Yeah, no, but we definitely talked about 12 minutes. No, but just not, not, not more in like a bit more detail that I could. No, no, but on, on the previous loop we did. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, there is that one was a loop where I showed you the present. Um, I think it's still on Game Pass. It's called Minute without the E. And that was, that was an okay loop game because Minute. everything you do is 60 seconds. Like you game. literally have 60 seconds to do everything and you, you get sort of. Uh, you get progression out of it by solving different things in the 60 seconds. That was an okay loop game, um, but that was very strict. You could play it for a minute and then do something else. So it was good. I'd recommend giving that one a go. Hmm. Shout uh, out to Wiggler. Any- <laughs> okay, Happy thank, birthday, thank Wiggler. you for those, for those final thoughts, Steve. Uh, right, well, I guess it means we've finished the Run the Lounge section for this week. Thank you to everyone for the discussion, as always, which means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. And kicking things off, we have, uh... Penrith Panthers being in the speaking, grand final. Speaking Woo! of, speaking of, uh... Yeah, boy. No, they're not gonna win. the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, the yeah, boys. I actually, I don't believe that Eels will win, but I, I hope they will. 100 nil. Anyway, that's, that's enough Australian stuff for today. It's gonna be. Seth, I, I, I feel time. violated that they not only started talking over me, but they talked over me with Australian sports. Who do I call about this? Not the All Blacks. Uh, <laughs> don't talk about the All Blacks. No, it's not funny at all. Call your local editor and see if they'll cut it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to hand the controller to, to my big brother, the All Blacks. They're, they're going to kick yeah, your ass. Fair, you, fair, you yeah. won the second bladder's load. That's fair. Um, but the first one, not the ref, the it- ref beat you. Fuck you. If you pay your local editor a fair wage, he'll cut it out for you. <laughs> no, I want this left in. Uh, so anyway, Hugh Jackman, huh? Wow, thanks for spoiling it. I was going to say, speaking, <laughs> speaking of time loops, uh, Deadpool 3 
had an announcement in a very Ryan Reynolds way of uh, announcing that not only that Deadpool 3 was uh, sounding like... In development hell because he couldn't figure out a script. True, true. But also that uh, he's bringing on a hugely jacked man uh, back as Wolverine, which uh, is interesting given that he was dead and buried at the end of um, Logan. Yeah, but also don't forget the end of uh, Deadpool 2. He time-looped back, killed the original Deadpool, and kind of uh, told, told Wolverine in that movie if Ryan Reynolds gives him a call uh, to return as Wolverine to pick up and that, say yes. True. Man. The, it, it's all coming together. The, the Deadpool extended cinematic universe is really getting to me, huh? If you take the Jack out of Hugh Jackman, it's just a species. Huge man? Hugh man. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's that, that's my contribution. I have not seen the Deadpool movies, and I, I don't intend can to. Can I fly into the sun to start the next loop so that I I don't have to to exist in in this timeline anymore? Or yeah, but you got to do it while listening to um sex pop. I mean, if I'm already flying into the sun, I mean, <laughs> you like that Simpsons episode where they eject themselves? <laughs> it's not so, fast enough. So so Patrick, actually going off like your your actual po- talking point, um. Even though Logan was a very, very good, good ending, ending for um, fantastic, it was a good, very good ending. Yeah, I liked it. It, it. Um, I also just think that Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds the past couple of years have been having this like Twitter and YouTube back and forth uh, arguments that are really funny, and I think that they actually play off each other very well. So it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be that version of Wolverine, but just having Hugh Jackman back to riff off um, at Ryan Reynolds for one more go in a Deadpool movie is really, really funny and exciting for me. True. Do you think they're going to have to return to original Deadpool uh, design in order to fit, fit in with the retcon? Or- no, absolutely not. Keep that away. <laughs> I don't know. Uh- he died at the end of Deadpool 2. <laughs> True. That was a good movie. I um, liked um, the first two Deadpools. They were good movies. Yeah, they was was it just the I'm I'm forgetting when they came out. The first one came out on Valentine's Day. I'm pretty sure, but I don't remember when the second one came out because I've, I've seen both in theaters. But it's been a while um, since I've seen. A I Deadpool believe film in the second one came out in 2017 or 2016 because I was in Canada at the time and I saw it with my Canadian friends. Actually, no, Deadpool it was the first two, one that came 2016. out. That was the first one. Sorry. Yeah, because a- otherwise that's been that's been it- six years since Deadpool two, and that's got um, uh oh shoot, Julian um, Dennison. Dennison, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't think he was that well known back in twenty sixteen. So googling it, it was twenty eighteen. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, anyway, I but don't have anything more to say. I'm excited for but- Dennis' daughter. You reckon it would have worked as opposed to Dennison? Hmm. That's it. All Blacks are going to break down your door soon, man. All the best. They're coming. God, I hope they so. They won't fit through the door, so I understand. That's why they're breaking it down. <laughs> yeah. Can I go now? No. No. All right, next. You'll have to sit and uh, stew in what you've done. Speaking of next uh, going, Nero Automata is going to get an anime in 2013, eh? In 2023. Man, I fucked that up. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Miles uh, going <laughs> hey. to go, go Miles away. <laughs> I, this is a mess. <laughs> it is a mess. It's, it's just kind of, it's kind of weird for me because when I think about like other Kiwis, they're always trying to go to Australia to take their jobs. But it seems like all these Australians are trying to take my job. And it's 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 sort of backwards. It's kind of weird. 
I just want a progressive government, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, anyway, ne next, next up on the list, might as well hit the Miles Morales thing first. Uh, coming to PC via a teaser trailer. Uh, I think this was expected. Does, does this actually surprise yeah. anyone? Very, nope. very expected because uh, uh, the first one came. Uh, just surprised it's happening this fast. Mm. Well, I wasn't expecting this for a little bit while longer. Was this attached to the leaks around the Spider-Man launcher? Or is, was this something I don't think so. Else. So the headline for this is that Seth is surprised it came so far. Ha, man, if I had a nickel every time Seth said that to me. <laughs> Wait, what? You heard me. I, I watched from the window. I can't tell who, like, who's, like, who's, who's like, is that joke at your expense or Seth's? I'm, I'm so confused. Yeah, probably both. both. <laughs> I'm the sicko watching from his window laughing, but then it, it kind of gets cut short because it's over in a, like, Five seconds, and then you have to edit Jack, it down. Travis Scott has entered the building. Sicko mode. mode. I, I have to, I have to edit it up. That <clears> sounds <throat> horrifying. Um. Anyway, uh, Miles Morales coming to PC. Any, any takers? Any interest? I guess Seth, you've already played it because you've talked about it on, on the like here, uh, of all places. But uh, anyone <laughs> yeah, else interested? It was here in fast fact. travel lounge after the break. See again, you're coming for my job. It's <laughs> can't have this. You already have your own jobs yeah. and a high-functioning economy and uh, cities without 66% of people wanting to leave. Shout out to Auckland. No one wants to be uh, in Sydney. <laughs> um, if, if there's good mods, I'll get it for cheap, but this will be more me pushing it onto other people that I think will enjoy the I, game. You've, you've, going, you've, hey, this is a very good game and it's on a platform you'll play it on. You've uh, played Miles go. Morales, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I platinumed oh. it. Sorry to hear that. It was a very good game. I, I highly enjoyed it. Do you reckon they're going to bring uh, Ratchet and Clank to PC? Um, it oh, was on the NVIDIA only. leak. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, that, yeah. Wait, there's in the like remakes of them? No, no, no. Um, no, not the remakes. Uh, Rift, the Rift, Rift Apart. Apart. Oh, oh, just yeah. give me up your arsenal back. That and um, uh, that and Returnal were both on the leak. I, I still think Locked and Loaded's better than Up Your Arsenal, but that's that's a discussion for Locked another- Locked and Loaded was good too, but Discussion yeah. for another time, but I mean, both both are good games. Both are good games. Can't can't fault that. In fact, but. it was a dis- it, I, I'm pretty sure it was a discussion we had when I was talking about Rift Apart on the it podcast. probably was, yeah. Wouldn't surprise because me. Because I said it was up there as like second or third place for me in top tier Ratchet and Clank games. Hmm. That and uh, Kraken Time still still high up on my list. Anyway, if they do end up bringing Ratchet and Clanks to PC, I will certainly get them more than the other ones. Actually, I picked up um, Horizon just because it was on sale uh, last week on Steam. Such a good game. Uh, which I'm excited to get into at some point, not not in the immediate future. But yeah, I, I will watch you play it if you. Miles play Morales. It. Exciting, but for me personally, not as exciting as if they were to announce Ratchet and Clank. Anyway, moving on, uh, Nier Automata getting an anime. Yay! Uh, this is this seems to be a trend. People trying to bolster IP uh, appeal with anime, uh, with animated series alongside the video games. Yeah, but the the funny thing is that Nier Automata was a good game before the anime hit. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I know that's a dig at Cyberpunk, but I mean, Do Dota 2 has Dragon's Blood and League of Legends has Arcane, and neither of those are, are like, bad. Like, the people who play them are bad people, <laughs> but the games themselves are not bad. I also probably wouldn't classify Arcane as a, um anime. True, but it, I, it is an animated would... series, though. It is an, an animated, animated series, series oh, yes. taking a lot of inspiration from Japanese animation. So. Yes, but it's still a Western-produced thing. 
I guess, yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you fellas. Was We're going it, into this have, discussion. Didn't no, it have okay. a direction of... Japanese? No, no, I was sorry, just going to say, on, like, if, if it's a Western anime, are we hitting dangerously into the Simpsons anime territory? Uh, no, actually, we're talking about how Arcane is the uh, Avatar The Last Bender of its generation. Yeah, which is made by... Uh, <laughs> the movie, made right? by <laughs> Okay, okay, you can just leave. Like, the door is right there, all right? <laughs> He's been trying for months and we haven't let him. <laughs> I've uh, yeah, that's it. That's that, that, that's later. because we're trying to. Um, we're trying to... Week, next week is from Patrick. See you guys. <laughs> we're trying to run. We're trying to run that little severance experiment where he tries to leave, but he can't because uh, he 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 can't uh, be outside without without having the the lobotomized part of his brain switched off. Um, does Near Automata ex- excite people as an animated series? I think it probably fit quite well. I'm very uh, interested from- because uh, um. They, they've already confirmed they're not just straight up one-to-one-ing the story. The animation studio wanted to one-to-one the story, but Yoko Taro, the producer and director of the series, was like, you know what? This is an animated format. I want to make some changes to fit better for that. Yoko Taro was and like, so if you, th- if you this- one-to-one it, then we'll have to ban everyone else from playing Automata on YouTube, so it better be an original. <laughs> the man wanted to actually make mandatory wipes a part of the near Automata Raisin 14 and delete your character. But that's how, that's how you get it. That's how the, um, the final achievement. Mwah. You just don't understand. It's just a, a higher level game to what, you're, what you've been playing. It, it, um, would have been, it would have been very, very faithful to Nier. But God, that would have been a nightmare. <laughs> None of that. It'd be cool if it did it at this house. Oh, yeah, no, he just wanted you to have your character wiped from the servers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said it as a joke, but still, he had to be talked down from the joke. Not, not, not people in general, just you specifically. Like to to anyone listening, you specific, like your character, just yours. Um, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. A A one pictures usually do some pretty pretty nice do, yeah. animation. Um, and the key visuals that they've actually released with it are gorgeous. So, oh yeah, those would make amazing posters and wall scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I, I love the characters, I love the story, I loved the world. I will be very, definitely watching this. Yeah, and I'm just kind of interested to see what Yoko Taro's uh, idea of changing things up for an animated format means. Honestly, I would be excited even if it was just releasing just the music that they're going to be putting into it. The Neo Automata soundtrack is just one of the best of all Can time. Can confirm that so, it's very true. Not wow. more. It's, um... Right. Well, uh... No, it's Final Fantasy going... never mind. Sorry, never mind. Going back to Final Fantasy uh, yeah, XIII, going, going I'm just having a bit of a back schizo moment, and I'm to keep talking to interrupt Pat more. Back animated adaptations for video games. Thank you, Steve. Um, next up on the list, we have Netflix announcing uh, Onimusha. Oni Onimusha. Onimusha. Yeah, nailed it. Boom. Right. First, first take. Don't worry about it. First try. Always is. Oh, I've, I never miss. That's all I'm saying. Can't confirm the host has never missed once. <laughs> Now, where's that pay upgrade? <laughs> the last time, no. <laughs> okay, so I might have missed once. <laughs> Is the um, pay upgrade in the room with us now, Seth? <laughs> God, I wish. Uh, so I've. <laughs> It'd at least be tangible in that if it was. Seth, the door, the door is right there. It's the one that Josh just left through. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Please come back. Um. I I have not. Too late. I'm walking out through the Josh-shaped hole. <laughs> it's not even the door. It's the it's the <laughs> hole next to the door. Very like Wiley e. Coyote esque. 
And the crazy part is he forgot his wallet and came back in by making another hole to the side of that one and still didn't use the door. Uh, anyway, I haven't played uh, Onimusha at all. I, I know very little about this, but uh, does this excite the the others? The others here? All right, we're having... I, I um, wanted to bring this up. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up as a stark contrast to the near one because Onimusha would work great as an anime, but it's being done by the people that did the Dragon's Dogma anime for I Netflix. I was about to say that, yeah. And that was a shit show. So not so, only that, but they also did uh, Shizakura, I think it is called. And that was also really shit, and they're both rated like a five on my anime list. Like, they're, they're garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, they're awful, awful animes, and so this could have been a great thing, and it's just a missed opportunity. Well, we don't necessarily know that for sure. Maybe they've changed something. Maybe it'll be good. Um, but I, I, I have no faith, have because hyper. everything Capcom's done in association with Netflix has been horrible. <laughs> yeah. It also, like, even just the frames that they've given us here while it looks kind of good you can tell it's 3d animation and it's not going to be good 3d animation so yeah no dragon's dogma was also pass. 3d animation and yeah yeah It'll be the same sort of style and i it's a pass for me i sleep i'm just going to Big i'm just going to say a funny story um because this is this podcast is literally the rambling of steven so i i it's true <laughs> this man never shuts up hey, you're paying <laughs> No one, no one asked, and he still talks. I asked, I told. Uh, so back in the old, the original Xbox huge days, I had like a demo disc that had only Musha Warlords on it. And I think it really only had like half an hour of content, and I must have played that game like whoa, a million times. Um, <laughs> he played it at least once. Yeah. So then when I actually got it, like at so least I found out that they made a hasty version of only Musha Warlords, the Xbox One. Um, I nearly bought it. It wasn't. It's not Warlords though. It's the original PS2 version. So you're missing things that Warlords oh. did. Oh well, who cares? Um, I didn't end up buying it anyway. Is it? I good? did. I haven't played. I oh. haven't played it, <laughs> but I bought it to support the re-release in hopes that they do more. Yeah. It, it, it has been on the backlog for some time. Are you sure? According to the Wikipedia article, do you have a game that's not on your backlog? <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey, it's on the Switch as well. Um, yeah, look, I, I, yeah, I'm keen for this anime. Um, will I watch it? Maybe, maybe after my favorite podcast reviews it. But maybe you'll be the one to review exactly. a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those "I give, you receive" memes, but it's just Steve, and it's I give a review of this anime to the podcast. I receive absolutely nothing. No, you receive good content. I know what I said. Anyway, uh, next up in the list, we have the uh, fighting game Power Hour, hosted by our very own uh, Ford Truck Month representative, Ford Punch, uh, Punch, Seth. Punch, Ford Punch Month. Oh, God, I hate Fords. You hate Ford? What the fuck oh, is wrong with you? I don't know, I just felt like saying it to just get try and get here, it. I, I wanted to get that association oh. away from me. <laughs> So I had to say the first thing to come to what mind. What do you hate? What, what, you, you, you hate the great deals? You, you hate the investment in uh, environmentally sustainable fuels and electric vehicles? Which which part of it do you hate? You know, I'd say well, I hate it, but I actually really cars. loved the Dragon Ball Z ad about the Ford Fusion. Ford <laughs> <laughs> Fusion was a shit <laughs> Yeah, but the ad was, the ad was phenomenal. Such a fucking unbelievable just, shit ju- ju- Just wait till you see the, the, the Ford Spirit Bomb. <laughs> Can't wait for Ford Ultra Instinct. 
It's, That's what they should call their like AI driving one. Just um, imagine, yeah. imagine you're, you're you're at a Ford dealership and the and the the person's like, so what color would you like your Raptor? And you're like, I want Ultra Instinct yellow. <laughs> Yuck. You know, Ultra so, Instinct is even yellow. Next to the AI, that is fucking white. <laughs> Wait a minute, this man's never seen Dragon Ball Super in his life. <laughs> Based. I, I I applaud him for it. <laughs> He's a better man for not watching it. <laughs> what color do you want your up though? Super Saiyan Rose? And they go, here's your Miata keys. <laughs> you know what, jokes on you. I have a I have a one on I have a one of one ultra instinct yellow Ford Raptor in my driveway. <laughs> so so are Tesla's the ultra egos of the world because they just punch into everything and yeah. everyone? I'm pretty sure Peugeot's are the margin boo because it's just like getting hit by a marshmallow. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Peugeot. I always thought that Peugeot was like pronounced Pidgeot because of like the. I was a big Pokemon fan. As you, I still am a big Pokemon fan, to be honest. So I called it like I'm getting a. Pid- <laughs> and then the car mega evolves, and you're like, oh shit, it's viable, and it has no guard. <laughs> Is Great Wall just the no, Yamcha? That's that. Um, that's that really I big so. wall in China. It's like one of the big landmarks I got out there. You didn't All see right, it because this is like hey, hey Seth, what about these dad. fighting games, huh? <laughs> are the kids still oh, doing that? Did you? A kid, actually, you know what? If you're a kid, are you still dabbing? Stop oh, listening to no, us. No, no, whatever you do, do not write into Steve. He's not allowed to accept messages from people under the age of 18. <laughs> I knew it. As soon as I ca- it started foaming <laughs> in my mouth, I'm like... Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about 500 yards or something, but yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, Seth, fighting games, hey? All yeah. these, uh, these, these games so, when they fight... <laughs> So this first one's this first one's just kind of like a a point by point sort of thing because um, uh, DNF Jewel is getting a big uh, bug and balance patch coming up. Does it feature um, rollback netcode? It it actually does. This game does. It launched with rollback netcode. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> um, That's a win in my book. Uh, Such a mid game though. Yeah, no. Everyone. The only reason I really put this in the docket is because people thought this game was dead. Um, they they just kind of went silent after the game launched. In, it, it honestly, it wasn't even that old. I think it just came out in June or something. So it's only been quiet for a couple of months, and everyone's just like, "Oh no, they they skipped Evo. Uh, they didn't say anything at Evo. It's dead. They're not updating the game. They're not going to add anything else." And so another fighting game tournament just happened recently where the game was uh, heavily featured. And the director came out and said, no, we're going to do stuff for the game. Uh, just be patient. Um, so hopefully we see more characters down the line. They just, for now, they just teased. We're not stopping at just a balance patch. We're going to do other things as well. Um, I'd, I'd like to see the roster expanded and more things happening. But this is a rare occasion where a fighting game didn't launch with a season pass day one. So we don't actually know what future plans for the game is right now. <laughs> DNF down to get DTF. Every time right. I say DNF, I think of like Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel, and I don't know why. Um, yeah. Honestly, same. I don't. I don't know Must why be either. The font it's written in. You don't believe me? Google DNF yeah. Rule Thirty Four. You'll actually get very surprising results for that. Don't Google it then. I don't want to ask. All right. <laughs> um, Guilty Gear Exard is a revelator is getting rollback netcode for PC. Hey. I'm super hey. excited about this because. I fucking love Exart. Um, Strive Strive has been fine. It's it's not the style of fighting game I want Guilty Gear to be. It's a much heavier game I want to say. Um, and everything it feels 
more restrictive as a game. It's fine for what it wanted to do as a game, but I much prefer the older Guilty Gear style of gameplay. So having Revelator, which is my favorite of the Guilty Gears I've played so far, get good netcode is super exciting to me. Um, the public test is going to be happening late October on Steam. I'm going to be hitting that up right away. And okay, last one uh, for fighting game block is um, Toshimichi Mori is leaving Arc System Works after having developed games there for 19 years. Um, this is a big loss for Arc System Works because he was the uh, the creator for the Blaze Blue series. So there's a lot of talk going around at the moment that Blaze Blue might be dead because he's no longer part of that um that company, which is a shame because Blaze Blue was also fantastic and one of the uh more highly regarded fighting games in my opinion. He also has a natural story, which is nice. It's not just watching panels. Yeah, I actually played through a story. At least some of the games did, I think. Oh, uh, they were kind of VNE with uh, fights thrown in every now and then, yeah. Yeah, but it's better than the way that Guilty Gear does it. But anyway. Yeah, Guilty Gear just does a big-ass <laughs> big story. Cutscene. Yeah. Which, which is how, that's just how Revelator and Strive handled it. Um, The older Guilty Gears handled it more like um, Blaze Blue does. I wonder, I, I always wanted Blaze Blue to go into the 3D style that Guilty Gear did before. I thought it looks really nice. Um, It's a shame that might not happen now. <clears throat> but yeah, that's uh, that's the fighting game block. Cool. You were supposed to say you were supposed to say throwing it back to you in the studio, Patrick, and I would have gone. Thanks, Seth. Stay, stay frosty, or some other really. We would have had like a moment that would have been like a, like like a like a wave. Weather, you, you know, I don't do moments. We're going to go live to our reporter, Trisha Tuckanella. <laughs> Fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> How's the weather, Ali? It's got rain. <laughs> I like that one episode where they like legalized weed or whatever it was and he's like it's good <laughs> it's so good uh, next up on the list we have a rating for Silent Hill the short message uh, specifically a Korean rating so I really don't know what to make of this if I'm honest triple S <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> Silent Hill rumors have been going around for fucking oh, years like, like, now. Sorry. Um, yeah, the Silent Hill rumors have been going on for years now, and I'm just glad, like, some semblance of anything's happening with it. Um, also, it means Konami is making a video game, thankfully. Um, or it's just going to be another fucking pachinko machine. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's a Korean rating, I... Maybe not. I don't know if Pachinko is popular in Korea, actually. I don't know. It could just I be think, a free play I, I, game. I think Konami's about to find too. out, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, excited to see Silent Hill come back in some form. Hopefully it's a good game. I don't think Silent Hill has been good since Silent Hill 3. Do we know what they actually rated it? Uh, we don't. We just saw the listing and that's it. I don't read yeah. Korean, to be honest. We, so. Yeah, but even even with people who do, I don't think there's like a platform listed or anything. It's just that's just, just because exists. they want to keep the pachinko machines to themselves. <laughs> Those bastards. Uh, oh well, guess we will have to wait and see. Uh, next up on the list, uh, as someone who uh, I think, and I quote, uh. Loves Activision Blizzard specifically Diablo. Uh, Josh, do you want to take the next one? <laughs> oh god, that 
that makes me sound like a terrible person. Um, I, 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 I threw up I mean, in my it, mouth a little. It, it wasn't even a quote is the worst part, but I feel bad even though I didn't even say it. Um, no, no, yeah, no, 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 but, I, but you I, loved it because you measured you, you measured positively on their diversity tool, I, I thought. Or was that was that not you? Was that someone that else? That was you. I have no fucking clue, my dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Honestly, all four of us would probably have similar scores, and I'd probably be the only one score a little higher because of my skin color. Uh, God, everything's about race with you, isn't it? I'm a big fan. According to that diversity, it's all yes. I'm a big fan of the 400 meters myself. What? What We're talking about races, (laughs) aren't we? I'm done. All right, so Diablo 4 betas are going um, out. Um, Steve, wait. Hang on, shoot. I lost my tab. Uh, What what was the previous news article? uh, The fighting game stuff? Don't do uh, this. <laughs> I it's it's such a fucking weak thread. Do not do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just skip to the punchline. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, Josh, Diablo Four. Yeah. So as someone that still actively plays Diablo Three do you seasons, really? oh, um, because I I, yeah, I do, I do. I, I let, let, uh, let me no. go back to the beginning of this podcast. I believe uh, I quoted myself in saying anyone that still plays Blizzard games deserves to be bullied. Should be bullied. <laughs> look, I'm I'm costing Diablo money by playing their season still, so I'm not giving them any money. In fact, I didn't even buy the base game. A friend of mine did. Um, but yeah, I I still actively play the seasons. I I love the Diablo format. It's it's good for like a, a week of just nutting something out and just grinding out. And I, I, I frequent the top leaderboards worldwide. So it's, it's, it's just competitive for me. So I enjoy it. Um, in saying that, I could not give less of a shit about Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> I have lost any and all faith that Activision uh, and Blizzard like had with me. There was a point years ago where they would have been my favorite studio hands down. They released just banger after banger of games and then they everything's just gone down the toilet like all respect for them is just gone so i i don't expect this to be good i have hopes i probably won't buy it um it maybe if it goes on sale one day or if it's just you know getting insanely good reviews i might give it a go but i just i just could not care less at this point sorry blizzard that's pretty much all I want to say I've, about. It. I've heard. Well, uh, so I'm nowhere near as invested in Diablo as as you are, but I've I've heard little bits. I think it was specifically around when it was kind of the height of people shitting on Diablo Immortal and people talking about what that meant for Diablo Four. And there was a couple people in the community that were doing, uh, I almost want to say like freelance like mechanics and game balance analysis on Diablo Four because I'm assuming they were part of like an early access program or something, talking about how. Um, basically the, the problems that people have with the scaling in Immortal is likely to exist in Diablo 4 as well uh, I don't know if that comes with the same kind of monetization schemes I imagine it doesn't because I don't think Diablo they, 4 is targeting mobile could be wrong on that though they're not um, and they've already said that there will be um, absolutely nothing outside of co- cosmetics that you could buy whether they keep their word for that I don't yeah. know uh, but that that's what they've said. I mean, obviously, if there's DLC, they'll they'll do DLC, whatever. But there's no, like, in-game store and stuff like that, which Diablo 3 actually launched with as well, which had a very, very bad reception to the point where they removed it from the game. <sighs> so I would hope that they take ideas from Diablo 3's uh, store and then look at what happened to Immortal as well and go, maybe we don't do this. <laughs> um, but 
you never I, know. I know that um, I, know that I for one are really looking forward to when Diablo 4 comes out uh, Diablo 3 shutting down and becoming part of Diablo 4 and coming with a new launcher and oh God. being free to play uh, <laughs> that, that's what I'm looking forward that's to the segue. most I like it Segway? <laughs> how much do we want to shit on everyone <laughs> yeah. 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 just go back to the, the, the Diablo chat uh, you said something about like Diablo Immortal uh, are you guys aware of how much money Diablo Immortal is making them because as much as it's been getting trashed oh I know those type of games make them a shit I mean they put so many bank. people into debt so they'd have to be making yeah. a lot of money now with all those people paying it back people aren't necessarily paying it back but they are they are making mad bank on this and this this is not unusual for mobile games mobile games cost very little to produce in the scheme of things for the revenue that they bring in for any and all companies the main reason microsoft is buying blizzard activision isn't for call of duty it's because yeah. it owns king and the likes of candy crush and stuff that make mad money so that's that's what they're looking at um but yeah anyway we, we can move on from that that's time to shit on them some more <laughs> Who wants to take, take the lead on this one? Does anyone remember back when you'd, you'd get home from a hard day's, I don't know, work, uni, insert, whatever thing you want here. And have a beer. Uh, yeah. I don't like beer. <laughs> you've, you've, uh, you, you've just sat down, you've just jumped on Discord with all your friends and you crack into a game of Overwatch on 1 that you paid, that you paid 60, 60 US dollars <laughs> to, to play. And it was a good time. Anyone remember those glory days? 60 US dollars. I didn't fucking pay 60 No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't no think way. anyone did, but that, that's what the launch price was. But any... any I, I, I don't think it was. I, I thought it was like 40. It was like, yeah, sure. like $40, I think. <laughs> it was a cheap launch. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it wasn't RRP... 60 US, but like the, the, the point is that you had to like pay for Overwatch 1, and the whole, the whole selling point of paying for Overwatch 1 is that it was discouraging for cheaters to just spin up a bunch of accounts because it would cost them that much each time. And... For the brief couple seasons early on window, it was glorious. It was a great game. It was. <laughs> it was. And then they then they tried trying to balance it, make it competitive, and then everyone stopped playing. <laughs> yep. And just like every other shooter, fun fact. So I, I was shocked. So ba- basically the, the whole point of the, the the point of this story is that uh Overwatch 2 is doing what some would consider uh bad moves. <laughs> And by some, I mean, some people have been calling it free to play scummy practices. But yeah, (laughs) I don't know why you guys get get angry about it. They're literally giving us a free game. Apparently beggars can be choosers. (laughs) Yeah, but they're taking away one I already bought. uh, Overwatch. I've I've played Uh, it a year or two ago. I'd I'd still play it again if it was, you know, not Blizzard. True. Overwatch 2 is due to launch next week, I think, or very, very soon in any way, in in either case. But uh, they're taking out the, uh, they're taking out all the services, I think, for Overwatch 1 and the launcher, right? They are. So Overwatch 1 will go down on October 2, uh, and Overwatch 2 will launch on October 4th. So So two days of Utopia. (laughs) It will go for it'll be patched on like the, the everything will be patched and everything on the third and then the next time you launch into Overwatch it will be Overwatch two, um and if you bought the Overwatch one you will have the Overwatch one heroes unlocked if you have not then you will not and you will have to buy them via the free to play practices. So that's or, or, uh, no, no, forty dollar watch I don't point think pack. You buy them. I don't think you, you buy them. You unlock through. them through gameplay. Yeah, but, but you buy them with their points equivalents or whatever. 
So. Oh, okay, because the way I read it is that um, after 100 matches, you'll have the entire original Overwatch roster unlocked. Oh, okay, if that's the way but, they're approaching uh, it, then that's okay. It's vague in how also, it says that. It says by after you've played 100 games, you should have them. I'm not sure if that's because after, like, for every 10 games you play, you unlock a character, or are you supposed to get currency to buy those characters? And then you might not spend it properly. Like it, yeah, I it, it's fucking vague on it, and we won't know until it's too late. But if I if I have to carry Steve through all a hundred games, like I'm sure I would have to do, would he be able to get all of the Overwatch characters? Teammates game, maybe. You're only uh, as strong as the weakest player, which is me. Thank you for the carry. Remember <laughs> to see a chiropractor about your back. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't uh, me carrying. It. I handed it to the All Blacks. Piece of shit. Have fucking um, day. It's also not releasing with the uh, PvE story mode, which was the entire purpose of apparently what's making Overwatch 2 different. So the fact that it's not launching oh, no, with no, that no. is the dumbest fucking Remember, shit. Remember, there was the other big change where they decided that uh, five on five... Five v five. Yeah, they just took yeah, out a character because no one could find matchmaking. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if base game was 6v6 or 5v5 anymore because it's... Six yeah, okay, it was 6v6, yeah. I thought yeah. so. Where they decided, you know what? Matchmaking with 12 people is so much harder than matchmaking with 10. 5v5. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to quickly chime in on, like, the, the 100 matches points that uh, we brought up a minute ago. I don't think I've played 100 matches in Overwatch 1 as it is. So if I, I was if I was have. one of those Overwatch 2 new players, I would not have the entire roster because I would have just tapped out but too early. Say, and the, the, uh, bit, the bit that blew my mind was that they talk about how if you have played Overwatch One, you get all you get automatic access to Overwatch One's thirty-two playable heroes, and I couldn't help but think like, there's no way there's thirty-two playable heroes in Overwatch One. Like that's they've added quite a number. That, of that's the thing is that I I remember playing base and base was great. Base was based, and then I remember when they added the first few like Ana. I was a big fan. I actually, I actually think I even mained Ana for a while, but um. Uh, like Orissa and uh, Doomfist and other sort of bits and pieces that came and went. And then uh, I fell out with it and I haven't really been back to it much since played the odd game here and there. And just looking at some of the names, it's like, okay, I have no idea who these people are. Yeah, so Anna was added, Ash was added, Baptiste was added. Never heard uh, of those Bridget. two. Bri Bridget was um, the infamous one. Yeah. Uh, they added uh, Moira, Orissa. Moira was David Bowie and that was based. Yeah, Sigma. I remember Moira now. Sombra, uh, Wrecking Ball, and I think that's oh, it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Wrecking Ball. That that was the last game I, I played where Wrecking Ball was just fun because you just got to do your own thing. I, I, when got added I to Honestly, the game. <laughs> I only actively remember four of them, which was like Bridget, Wrecking Ball, uh, Moira, and Doomfist. Hmm. Anyway, jumping back mm -hmm. to Overwatch 2 for a sec. Uh, it's free to play, so there's basically no reason why we can't play it. Is anyone interested? Because I know that I am not. No. I'm interested. Absolutely I'm only not. interested in trying it. Realistically, like, it, remember when Halo Infinite came out and I played that until I finished Battle Pass and put it down and never touched it again? Yeah, it'll, um, it won't be like that. I reckon I'll pick it up, play a couple of games, and be like, huh, I should go back to that. And then it was never touched again. Maybe I'll try to get a couple of achievements on it. To be I honest. have friends that I have friends that play the first one still occasionally, uh, and they'll drag me into the odd game every like six months or something. Um, so I might give it a go. Maybe it will be fun just as a fresh something while I'm waiting for the next Pokemon game. But I I doubt it. To be honest, I probably won't play it. I don't feel like being bullied by myself. 
I'll bully yeah. you anyway. You mean like you're, you're yourself is the one doing the bullying or you just mean being by yourself and getting bullied? Both. <laughs> Understandable. I will bully myself for playing a Blizzard game and also I will be bullied for playing the game. Fair enough. Can't wait to watch the uh, couple donkey videos of him being shockingly good at the game and stomping everyone with an off-meta pick. It's the and same game as before. If, you, no if you're good at Overwatch it. 1, you're going to be good at Overwatch 2. It's true. But you have one less team member to hold you back. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on from that. Uh, next up on the list, and finally on the list, uh, Atlas is suing fans for reviving its long-dead MMO. You know, it's so fucking stupid of Atlas to do. Like, this is just something that fans did in good faith and fun. Uh, they're, they're actively not making money off it because its services shut down years ago. And it was just a fan project to let people play a long dead game. And it's like, why, why hit them with a lawsuit over it? I want to point out as well that they didn't start with the DNR. Um, yeah. They went straight to lawsuits. Yeah, they, like they, they said in yeah, like like the literally the the guys that were running the community project said the fact that they skipped this is concerning because if they'd sent one, we would have just shut it down. Yeah, like, no, most but, most but, projects if you, they get a cease and desist, they instantly shut that down because they don't want to deal with the legal issues. Yeah, so the fact that they just skipped that and went, no, I'm suing you, is uh, very shitty. Yeah, no, as, as much as I like Atlas games, Atlas Japan in general has very bad practices and are very infamous for being a pretty shit company. Uh, look, yep. I, okay, so let me, let me first preface this by saying I don't think the lawsuit is the right move from Atlas. But let me also... Wow, that's, that's such a stunning comment from you, Steve. But let me, let well me also say, maybe like... Uh, there's a lot of other games out there. Like, if it's supposed to, maybe are they playing it because it's fun? Or are they playing? Are they trying to like keep it going just for the sake of keeping things going? Yeah. And like, is it community? Is it like ten players yeah. being like weirdly autistic about this one game, trying to max it out? Like, what, what, what are we doing here, fellas? Well, I think it's just it's, so it's, a, it's a bit. It could be a bit of people generally find it fun and want to give it a try. It could be a preservation thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of in the camp of I don't really give a shit because if you don't have a way for people to enjoy your game that you can't be upset if people find an alternate way to enjoy it because you're hmm, not okay. making or losing money off of the transaction. Yeah, now that you've said it like that. Hmm. Well, that, that's, that's sort of like, I, I will never go out of my way to advocate for piracy, but I do think it's interesting that when something like Steam came out where they made it so much easier to obtain games that you had to purchase rather than pirate that the rates of piracy went down because it's a convenience thing. And I think it's a similar thing here where if there's no way for you to get something that you want to play, people will find ways of finding a way to play that thing. And I think it's really stupid on the part of the people that own the original IP to be upset at that when they have no alternative. So the reason why they're doing this is the same as every other IP claim, but the fact that it's not a DR yeah, is yeah, stupid. That so IP law in general states that if you're not actively defending your IP, then you forfeit the right to basically hold it, which is really dumb. Uh, so I understand why companies send DNRs and stuff like that, but this is it's just too far. Extra, yeah, this it's going fucked. that extra step too far. Yeah. Mm. So I, I'm I'm on the side of the video games are art, 
and art should be preserved and however that happens to happen is fine by me um whether that's piracy whatever if you're if you're not making money off it i i don't see a problem it's just preservation so yep yeah, to me that's yeah, well, just to drop my two cents my poo in the toilet if you would maybe not all art should be preserved maybe i will not actually uh yeah, but then I guess yeah, is it, is it? There, there needs to be there needs to be some sort of um middleman that like instead of letting fans handle it, like when a service like this gets shut down, the companies can offshoot it to some preservation company that will keep things running. You know what? Just just uh grow grow some balls and open source it. <laughs> I, I was literally just about to say that. I was waiting for an entrance. I was literally just gonna be like, just open source it, and then say, if you're running this, you know, you're running this under our goodwill. You're not gonna violate our IP. You're not adding anything. You're not charging. Uh, you're still defending your IP. You're giving a blessing for someone to run their own service, etc. Yeah, that so, also works yeah. much better than my idea. <laughs> yeah, literally just open source it, bro. Come That's on. That's why I'm the ideas guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you were too late. So I know. I'm three hours ahead, Josh. I'll, I'll see you in court, No buddy. one cares about second I'll place. I'll wait till next week when you're only two hours and then I might have another <laughs> shot. Maybe next week is the conversation. Catch, catch, me, catch me being one entire uh, uh, Kipchoge marathon pace away from you. That's such a niche reference. <laughs> All right. It is. Shout out to Kipchoge Sorry. for breaking the marathon world record this week. By two hours to run 42 kilometers. Four. Fucking hell, fellas. He's a wee bit of a fast one, ain't he? Man, can, that was a shitty accent. Can, can we get away from sports, sport. please? Literally running. <laughs> you know how, like, when you get up in the morning and you put one foot in front of the other to go to the bathroom? It's like that, just for two hours and for 40 kilometers. No. <laughs> for 40 my, my morning routine is uh, my morning routine is waking up, shitting, <laughs> then getting out of bed. Yeah, I know. Amber Heard joke. Ah, uh, the old one. Amber yeah, Heard, huh? One. A lot of ever heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, shit, getting out of it. That's always funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, that brings us to the end of news for this week. Uh, no audience questions. We will skip. Mm, I think over we do have part. an audience question. If you want to recheck our docket, someone uh, we got a late late <laughs> entry. Late entry. Fair enough. My favorite temperature. Steve asks, "What is your, what favorite, is your favorite temperature?" No, it wasn't Steve. It's Mercury. And the funny joke about that. No, Sailor it's Mercury, Mercury as in like Mercury's what's in thermostats. <laughs> oh, like like Mercs, like I thought like Mercury was a planet. PMCs. I don't know what a PMC is. Post no, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Corporation. Postmodern Too late. crap. <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> that's a string of words. Postmodern capitalism, that's Steven's guess. So what is your favorite temperature, uh, Steve? Player movable uh, character. So yeah, not- no, uh, he mine's, he mine's probably around. He the... literally asked me. No, no, no. You're too late. I'm going to jump asked? in. Who asked, you, really? Me. You asked me. Mercury asked. Hey, Mercury asked. Our loyal fan, Mercury. The planet. Okay, Stephen, you, nah, you, ta- nah, you take it from anymore. the top. I don't care. Man. You should go first, man. You started. <laughs> All right. My favorite temperature is around the 18 to 24 degrees Celsius range. range. That's yeah, a man. wide range. Uh, anything from zero degrees to about hundred. Yeah, no, nah, it's fine. I am water. Seth, <laughs> anything in livable range. Seth, you know? we, we should be clear. This isn't this isn't your like dating pool range. This is like your favorite temperature range. Listen, they're okay. still legal. <laughs> don't out. say oh that. Don't don't retort with that line of all the fucking lines you could have chosen. Holy shit. 
The core temperature of a human body is 36.1 okay, degrees to 37.2 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not my favorite temperature. My favorite temperature is ice cold. All right, all right, all right. That's cooler than me. No, it's uh, 21 I'm degrees. I'm about like 23 degrees. I like, I like 21 because it's like, I can wear a jumper if it's, I want to, or I can nod, it's okay. 23 is like, if you're in the sun, it's like, you know what? You get a that's little a really good more. callback to that meme from 2012 about um, what's 9 plus 10. 21. You're 21. stupid. <laughs> what's yours, Patrick? Uh, well, because I studied physics for five years, my favorite temperature, just conceptually, is absolute zero. Like Kelvin or Fahrenheit uh, or Celsius? Yep, that's absolutely okay. zero. It's all it three zero, of them. That's the joke. I get it. Well, it's 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 Isn't not it? actually. It's not. Yeah. No. <laughs> zero. <laughs> <laughs> zero. I'm, I'm pretty sure zero well, Celsius is like thirty-one It is, and absolute zero is zero Kelvin or negative two hundred and seventy-three point something Celsius. Point one odd Celsius. Uh, no idea what it is in Fahrenheit because no one uses imperial units. Three. I don't care. Bite me. America. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's cool. Had some friends that studied what happens when you try and approach that temperature. With- it is cool. It's absolutely cool. That's, God, that's you just remind me. I fucking love that Tumblr <laughs> picture of you guys. All oh, right, you guys use Celsius, and it's like everyone's just quoting that with like pictures of the world map of every other country's using Celsius. <laughs> using or Celsius. Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the US that uses um uh, Fahrenheit. There, there, there was a similar one of those of uh, um, it was like I I was a uh, I was a bartender and I served alcohol to this uh, like nineteen year old and they paid me blah 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 uh, I don't actually remember what the point of the story was but someone jumps on they're like hey isn't it illegal to serve alcohol to someone under twenty one they're like I'm part of the rare group of humans that don't exist in America <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's like a tag group on Facebook that someone added me to a while ago where it was just like Americans that still doing American things, whatever. And people would just like tag it constantly and post to just assume everyone's American. Yeah. It's really good. So fucking many good I, ones. Or, or the, uh, the world series where it's just a picture of earth, but only the United States. <laughs> <laughs> or bands going on a world tour and it's just all of yeah, the United yeah. States and Canada. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully Mercury, <coughs> Steve, um, uh, figures that out and, and doesn't do anything. You're right there. That was a pretty rough call. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it, I, I got some, I think it was some bullshit stuck in my throat. I think, uh, hopefully, hopefully we can clear that out. Um, isn't it weird that we got two science temperatures? I was like 36.1 degrees for like the core of a human body and you were like absolute zero. Right. But I think that's not normal. Reactions. I think conceptually it's, it's better to have a favorite of like, here's this like very interesting, very niche, uh, like temperature that's hard for science to achieve and study. And yours is just, I like bodies when they are warm. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just the number I remember. Anyway. <laughs> Isn't warm bodies the name of a series? It is. And what do you want? What do you want? You're not the one that says goodbye. What do you, what, what, what do you, what do you want with that info, Seth? I don't know. It's just like <laughs> yeah, you you said that in a very weird way that was just triggered in my head. Like, warm bodies is a show, right? You said it, big fella. You said it. <laughs> no, no. When when Patrick said that Josh, when he did his quote of Josh liking warm bodies, we really we're really gonna just. Butcher, trying to to quote. We're really trying to quote retweet other other people, other co-hosts, huh? That's that's the level we're at. From like two Can seconds we ago as well. <laughs> get ratioed. Uh, I'd like to get off well, now. That.
We've been trying to for five minutes. Hey, we need to answer Mercury's <laughs> question. Shout out to Mercury. We did. We Thank did. You for okay, we did. Mercury, just fucking take take your answers. Do whatever weird thing you're going to do with your favorite temperatures, and 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 move on. And don't feed it back to us if you get caught. Um, the temperature of the sun is five thousand seven hundred and seventy-eight degrees mad. Kelvin, my, my and that's my favorite temperature because otherwise we would have no temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's my favorite temperature now because now, otherwise, we would have no other temperatures. All right, let's move on. <sighs> You're not the one that gets to decide that. <laughs> well, I, I got to give the speech, but it just feels it feels awful to say now because I, I really did not like how this went. But uh, if you or someone else that uh, has a question you'd like us to want to get in touch, we're on Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge, Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's, or on Gmail, Fast Travel Lounge at gmail.com. Uh, please give us a like on your favorite podcast platform and review or comment if you can. All interactions help boost our voices within the algorithm and bring us one step closer to being the preferred gaming and pop culture news podcast sponsored by Krispy Kreme, Ford Truck, Monster, September, and whatever other... Uh, uh, oh no, Samsung Smart Fridge didn't really touch that one as so much, this one. Um, uh, and someone else threw threw one in. Was it iOS? My Apple your Watch. Your Apple Watch. Josh's specific uh, Apple Watch. Shout out to Josh's specific Apple Watch. Thank you for the uh, for the sponsorship. Uh, that does bring us to the end of episode 43. Uh, anything we want to touch on for next episode? Panther's been in the grand final, baby. I will give you the temperature of the moon. That's all that matters. Uh, eels will win, and I will give you the temperature of the moon as a celebration. Give me the temperature of a loser. It's an Parramatta eel. Nope. No, the temperature of the moon is anywhere. No, I'm not going to say it. Stay tuned. What a cliffhanger. That's the dumbest cliffhanger I've ever heard, but... Uh, I, I might finish uh, Saints Row this weekend. Thanks, I, I think. You asked. You asked what each of us are doing what and are everyone you, else said. What are you, I up, need to put what are you up to? What's going on in, the, in New Zealand? What's going on three hours ahead of us? You know what? He's playing Saints Cole. You'll, you'll, you'll find... Fuck you. You'll find <laughs> out... <laughs> Next... In the next episode, uh, I've been I've, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by somehow Seth, Steve, and Josh for yet another episode. So, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, September. Hello, Inktober. <laughs> <laughs>